Hey everyone, you're listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb, episode 14, WWE Raw Review from February 15th, 2021. Hello everybody and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes, I am Caleb. And I'm Blake. We have an awesome show for you today. We'll be covering the news over the last few days, as well as last night's Raw, as well as uh, discussing our favorites and least favorite bits from the uh, show and your Twitter polls. Yes. uh, And before we get into that, remember, if you're enjoying uh, Walking the Ropes or if you're new to us, uh, you can check out everything Walking the Ropes through our link tree that includes our social medias, ways to support us, and every podcast platform that we are available on, which is almost all of them. So yeah. uh, just search Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb on your favorite podcasting platform, and we are more than likely there. If we're not, tweet us, let us know, and we'll try our best to get up on there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I honestly don't think there's much that we aren't up on. So I Yeah, from what I've been able to gather we were on as many listening platforms as we can be on pretty well so uh but with that being said we'll uh we'll get right into the show here um as you said we'll start with uh news in that um not a a whole whole lot uh in the past 24 hours obviously uh because we just did the cast covering the weekend pay-per-views but there's there's been a bit a little bit. Um, what you got? You got much of anything over there? Um, I mean, literally just before we went live, uh, John Silver tweeted that he has started a YouTube channel and will be close uh, posting short little clips. Um, so the first one is an Anchorman scene, and if you have not seen it, I recommend you go watch it. It is absolutely hilarious. It involves a few of the members from Dark Order. It's just so funny, and I hope there's more. Yeah, he. Uh, I forgot that that was starting today because he was posting about it about two weeks ago, saying uh, that they already had a few filmed with 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 members, and that's that's all he's doing from the sounds of it is that literally doing me. movie scenes with the wrestlers, and I'm like, I have no issue with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it'll be really good because we're probably gonna start to get scenes from movies like The Wrestler and stuff like that. Oh, they'll to... probably pull stuff like that. To just show some really funny things like they'll probably do some like taping up the wrist scenes and stuff like that like it'll just be so funny i just love john silver so much i i really enjoy uh especially with stuff like bte and whatnot seeing um that backstage camaraderie in that um and seeing what like the morale is backstage there um it's so nice to see that it's just it's people enjoying themselves having fun stuff like that um because it it makes for a better product on tv i I find um because i mean well not not to point out the obvious but after hearing about what happened with wwe and that the meeting and stuff and i mean i haven't seen any kind of updates the i mean it has a lot to do with the writing too uh, but the performances of a handful of people you can tell are they're not doing as great as normal because they're a bit pissed off with what's going on backstage it almost yeah and so it it's kind of shitty um but i mean that yeah. kind of stuff happens sadly but uh it's it's just nice to see like i said with like sammy's vlog bte now silver doing this stuff it's just good to see everybody getting along and whatnot and like 
uh, last week's BTE, you had told me about Tony Schiavone coming in and, and yelling at them and that. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's it was all in fun. Like he didn't seem mad, mad. He was just like, no, you guys do need to shut up. But seriously, yeah. yeah. Like, well, well, uh, hearing stories and watching stuff with Shivani and that he he that's very much just who he is backstage. Is he'll joke yeah. around with them, tell him to fuck off. I got a really big kick out of uh him and Marco, uh, their back and forth in that bit. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's it. nice to see, and it it reflects on the TV product uh, a it, lot. It really does. Yeah, when you when you have a good mindset, you put out better co- uh, quality content. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, yeah. Uh, something I got here. Um, I mean, if it wasn't already evident, uh, Cody Rhodes uh did an interview and talked about a handful of uh topics. Um, one was the potential of new Japan guys coming over and wanting to wrestle them. Uh, but his focus is purely on the AEW roster, but that to me wasn't the interesting part. And like I said, it's, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise because they've never said anything bad about it. But Cody mentioned that there, like, obviously there's been no discussions, but AEW is completely open to cross-promotion with the WWE. Um, That if the opportunity were to arise, that if the business was right, there is absolutely no reason they wouldn't do it because it it could lead to, we've talked about it in the past, mega shows, dream matches, stuff like that. I mean, all you have to do is is book the elite being Kenny and uh, the Bucks against the New Day on, you know, any show, and you're guaranteed to sell 20,000 tickets for for that match. Well, and that Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite would become the most watched wrestling show, or I guess even NXT if they really wanted to. Put it on Mania. Well, I'm just that saying the, the build-up shows. The, the oh, first yeah. build-up show where it where it happens is what I was talking about. Yeah, well, the, like, that's the thing. I mean, the the stuff that would be possible, like, that's why I'm, like, we've talked about it before, the business aspect and all that. But you have the New Day come out, you know, you know, we, we've got, as we'll discuss here shortly, Braun's apparently, Braun Strowman's now apparently on Raw, so apparently we really don't care about the brands anymore. So, so I wasn't the only one that saw that? Okay. No, no, um... But, you know, have the New Day, you know, fully show up on Raw. They'll be talking. And out of the blue, call out the Elite. And everybody's just, their jaws would hit the fucking floor. Oh, yeah. Because I'd just be like, did they just, I'd have to rewatch it like five times. And the thing is, is it could be something absolutely amazing. I mean, you don't even have to have them show up on each other's programs until like the week before mania you can just have them bashing each other on their specific programs and then Similar like to what was going on on bte and um i guess at the time it was uh austin creed's channel yeah exactly yeah and then like the week before mania have the elite show up on raw and like it would blow the literal fucking roof off the place and like oh yeah it, it well, just... ha- as soon as you hear Super Kick Party come across the, the speakers, everybody explodes because everybody knows what that song is. Hell, no matter what you... 
like once we get back to a point where it's safe to, to fill these arenas and that don't even have the music on have them out there calling them out and then just have kenny and the bucks come down the stairs and everybody just oh. being like holy fuck okay okay are we actually getting this it's and like the Michael uh, Scott thing. <laughs> oh my God! Everybody remain calm. It's happening. It's happening. Remain calm. <laughs> um, and then I mean on Dynamite, like if you have the Elite pull that on Dynamite, why not have the New Day specifically, like you said, with the music, just oh, just yeah. just to get back it's and a be new like, day. yes, it is. Yeah, be like we don't have to come through the crowd and ambush. We're big enough that you know all we have to do is make one call. And we're Big here e, on your stage. All you hear is Big E over the speakers, right? Because that's how New Day, New Day used to be. Right? Yeah, like, but like, it's it's just there's no reason why it shouldn't be considered. I mean, WWE has done cross promotion back in the day. They they've done mega shows with. All Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, they used to do shit with independents. I literally found yeah. out this morning, Scott Demore tweeted, talking about, uh, he was like, everybody's talking about Impact, New Japan, um, and AEW crossover and NWA and all that. But, like, the Forbidden Door has been open for a long time. And he pointed out, I want to say it was late 90s late 90s um border city wrestling bcw down in windsor had mm. the rock d'lo brown and mark henry on the show yeah yeah that was B border city wrestling in windsor windsor said. that's the event that i was at yeah for the impact crossover with ray and Pete yeah Dunn and I, all I, that. yeah i know uh, but I found it interesting because I'm like I had no clue that that ever oh, happened. Yeah, I when I looked up the shows, like because I was trying to figure out what BCW was, I went on and yeah, that they were alum on their their show, and I was like, excuse me, interesting, and I never looked into it. Yeah, I've I've known about BCW since about oh nine twenty ten. Uh, from when I saw Impact in Windsor. And they were promoting it outside, and I had no clue what it was. And when I got home that night, you know, on 2009-2010 Google, which, you know, you'd search something and you'd get 15 results and not the 32 million you get nowadays. Yeah. Um, I've known about it. And then, I mean, we were actually going to go. Uh, Impact Wrestling was supposed to do, um, what's the what's the cage match show called? I'm having a blank here. Lockdown? Yeah, Lockdown. Is that Lethal right? lockdown. Lethal lockdown or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, we were we were gonna go to that show for Christ's sakes. Um, and that was gonna be co-produced by Impact and Border City Wrestling. Yeah. Um, well, I think Border City Wrestling is probably the biggest promotion not televised in this area. Like not regularly televised. Yeah, I don't even know if they are. Well, because like I said, when we were there, when Impact promoted it, it was televised, right? So well, they yeah, one are match sometimes. Actually, I think it was more than just one match, but we had like we went live on that match. Yeah, but, but the thing, a but the thing is, it's recorded for it. It's not 
BCW going live. It was Impact going live, where like Smash Wrestling right. is Smash Wrestling going yeah, live. Yeah, but what I was meaning was the 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 rest of the card eventually was on an Impact show. Okay, it was just later on. Um, but yeah, like it's like they've got big names that that go there and whatnot. Aside from even that show, like just seeing stuff through the years. But that one just caught me off guard. But uh, but I I don't see why. Like, sure, they're competition, but think of if WWE and WCW would have been smart back in the 90s instead of having this crazy Monday Night War and whatnot, which, I mean, was one of the greatest times in pro wrestling. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. What would have happened? Probably the most money for them that they could have imagined. But what would have happened if we would have got a mega show, WWE and WCW? Like, think of the money that that would have generated. We'd likely still have WCW, um, but we also wouldn't have WWE on the scale that we've had it on for the last several decades. Oh, I bet you we would. I, I That growth, I think, as long as, you know, cons- all things considering, you know, um, it, it, WWE sticking around, I think that growth would have continued one way or another. Well, okay, in that, if WWE doesn't buy WCW, do they end up buying ECW? Yeah. They still end up taking ECW? Uh, Unless that's another thing where they they cross-promote. Well, I mean, Vince, well, (laughs) you hear from different people, you know, Paul Heyman will confirm and then deny, and Dreamer will say this, and Taz will say this. They were getting money from Vince. Vince was paying them to stay alive for a while to, you know, build up some so people and whatnot. Even under, under, like, under the table, they were WWE, but it wasn't yeah. WWE. Yeah, and like I said, okay. you'll you'll have guys that will confirm it. You'll have guys that will deny it. Um, Paul Heyman's well, done so that both in can't. interviews. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, they were... From what's been said, they were getting money at one point from WWE to stay afloat well before Vince ever purchased them. Well, that makes sense, considering there was just no real, like, war between them, and then all of a sudden WWE was ECW. Yeah, so, but the thing is, is we're seeing now actively that this cross-promotion and Forbidden Door being open is fantastic for business it's drawing interest and i think that's one of those things that we hate to say it but once vince is out of the picture you know vince has vince has created this empire he really has he's you know he was the center focus of my childhood he built he built the show that got me into wrestling like i can't ever say anything bad there but once he does eventually step away, um, hopefully whoever takes over, realistically, in my opinion, it should be Hunter. It should mm-hmm. be. Or Paul, um, I guess. He might go by his real name once he takes over. Yeah, but the thing is, if that's the case, I don't see why, if the business is right, you don't do it if the business is wrong for both sides, or and you don't do it if it's only good for one side. If the business is right by that point, why not? You're literally well, looking yeah, at exactly. so much fucking money. Like, 
Well, I mean, I can only imagine how much money has pulled from their pay-per-view buys with AEW helping to promote shows for them and um, just giving them some talent to work with as well. Like that, But that's just it. I mean, like I said, these dream matches, people will pay crazy, crazy money to watch dream matches. It's happened. It's happened. We've seen it. I and mean, we still haven't really gotten any of the big dream matches we want. Exactly. Exactly. Like... But, like, you promote these dream matches, and, I mean, some of the highest, like, WrestleMania buys was, like, Rock and Cena, something we never, ever thought we'd get. You know? Or, like, Rock and Hogan. Like, that was a huge pay-per-view buy at it that really time. Was. Because it was a dream match. These dream matches do it. And now, today... With the internet wrestling community and stuff like that, those dream matches are even, even more. Well, Styles Cena was looked at as a dream match years ago, but because they were the heads of two companies that would never ever face off, but then they were fighting for the WWE Championship. Hell, even uh, Owen Cena, man, like Kevin Owens was. Like Ring of Honor, like yeah. like Kevin Steen was was huge in that sense, and hey, it Finn was Balor. Finn Balor. Like it, like it, it all works out, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, the thing is, is why wouldn't you do like if if WWE would ever actually be open to that? You know what kind of tickets and pay per views you could sell? Like, let's take like the Elite New Day thing out of the picture, something that people want. And let's put in Omega and Styles, or Omega Styles and Balor, or like or something we never thought we'd see again—the Shield versus the Elite. Like, like what craziness would it be to have? And not fucking Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Oh yeah, no, it's John Moxley, but he's a part of the Shield. I'm sorry, he's never going to be called Dean Ambrose again. But like the. Just by doing that for one show, you know what would the the buzz that would generate to have however it's built up, have Rollins and Reigns standing in that ring. Say we've kind of had the cross promotion, or let's say we haven't even had the cross promotion yet. And they're no. standing there and we they're like, you know, we've got something that's gonna like blow your minds. It's gonna blow the wrestling world. Like nothing like this has ever happened. And Moxley's music hits, and he starts coming out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what that would do. You you wouldn't be able... Your Twitter, you'd have to refresh three times a second, which would nearly be impossible. Yeah. Because everybody would go nuts at that moment. I'd lose my voice because I would probably be fucking yelling like no tomorrow. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and... and it would be even honestly the thing that i think would be even better to sell that is it's rollins and reigns standing in the ring and the elite comes around in circles a la shield and then moxley's music hits well the the reason i i took (coughs) the elite out of the question there was so that way there was no idea there was even a cross promotion yet yeah, but the, but I, I like the idea of the cross-promotion being a huge shock of it being the EVPs coming over. Well, the thing is, it could even be the extent of, like, on Dynamite. I mean, 
AEW's taken shots in the past, have them mm-hmm. take a really direct shot. Have the literally say take, Raw or like yeah, and and like call out Reigns and Rollins, and you know nobody would think twice about it necessarily for AEW. It might be it, it would be bigger than the normal shots because it'd be like they reference like that's kind of nuts. Maybe well, we've had seeing... the Cena guys like yeah, but like seeing how far so... they can push their boundaries, and then on Raw have Rollins and Reigns come out and be like so some punks from you know let's pull from like the Hall of Fame you know Hunter. Some punks from that little pissant company seem to want to be calling us out. Well, we hear you, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and everybody would just go, wait, wait, what? Sorry, did you just acknowledge another company? Did you just just say that? And then everybody just kind of sits there, and that's when you do the, well, we've got a surprise back for you, John Moxley pop. Like, yeah. And then you build it from there. Like, yeah, for sure. You would. WWE would be selling out Raws. Hell, if you start doing it on SmackDowns too, they'd be selling out SmackDowns. AEW would be selling would out Dynamite. You know it. Like it, it just it all makes sense. And we would see regular Dynamites at over a million. Oh my God! Without a doubt, without a doubt, it'd be the highest draws possible because it's nuts to and... think that something like this could happen. It's unfortunate, but to think about it, as soon as Dynamite starts running 2 million or even a million, that's when Vince will get cold feet and he'll start to compete against them again. Which, the thing is, by that point, well, the thing is, is it will never, it will never happen under Vince. Well, right, but you know what I mean? Like WWE or whatever would probably get cold feet and be like, no, we can only be the top promotion here. Well, by that point, sure, cut off the cross promotion at that point and whatever. But for even a temporary bit, the the on the business side of it, it makes sense. I don't see why they don't because it literally prints money. I I I could tell you right now, they could put the pay-per-view up for fucking 120 bucks. And they would have my 120 bucks. Like, that's not... Well, it's not really nuts. Pay-per-views run fucking 60 to 90 bucks here in Canada most of the time. Um, yeah. But, but, like, I would pay it. Because it would be, like I said, dream matches. Something that I never thought would happen. And... The only thing that would make it better is if WWE just brought back all of their good-looking belts. <laughs> Like, yeah, keep the nice happening. ones they currently have, get the new old ones that look good back, and just kind of have a mix match of all the old and good, like, so that way it's just perfect. Yeah. Like. Well, but it, it's all a wait and see. Like, the thing is, I said it on the previous podcast, and I'll say it a lot this year. I honestly think this year is the year to watch. Um, I'm not saying a WWE cross promotion is going to happen this year. Hell, that that's... 8 to 12 months of just business meetings in general. Like Oh yeah, if not years of business meetings. Yeah, that that doesn't just happen in a week. You know, Tony Khan can call Scott Demore and Don Callis and and whoever's running New Japan and be like, "Hey, let's do this." And they can be like, "Okay." And like it a probably 30 took minute... a week or two like yeah. to actually get everything set in stone. Yeah, but like but everything it started only took... rolling. 
Yeah, it probably only took a matter of like a 30-minute phone call to get it rolling. That would never mm. happen on a WWE side of things. But There the would have is... to be a full presentation, like, see, this is the projections. Like, we would make money, and you would make money. <laughs> Stonks. Like, exa- Stonks. It would basically be that. Like, Here, let me do the presentation for, for WWE and AEW. Get everybody in one room, and I would just be like, Stonks. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> That's some good shit. Book it. <laughs> like, fuck. Uh, Vince would just be like, That's the most thought out presentation I've ever heard of. <laughs> Hunter's sitting there like, Bro, I just gave you like a 32 slide PowerPoint presentation. Like, what the fuck? It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stunks. <laughs> but, anyways, uh. continuing on with our news here, that led off into something i wasn't expecting but the thing is it's it, it was just the truth of the matter of the news oh it really like, is and i even had that as my news like i have cody's full quote if people would like to hear oh go like, ahead uh there is no reason there couldn't be a potential wwe crossover one day i don't mean that it's a thing that's been discussed or happening yeah but that, he's that's... literally saying i i'm open to it but it's not like we're doing it Tony Khan's even said it in the past. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Like, it, working with New Japan has been a no-brainer. Working against WWE has been what the fans assume is going on. They've never really taken shots at WWE. They've taken shots at the people in WWE who they felt undermined them. Which is fair. Yeah, like, there's been shots directed. I mean, even go back to the second Dynamite of people uh, doing the we the people towards Hager and Jericho being like, it was a stupid idea from bad creative. Like that's right. the extent of what you got or Moxley like being nothing like common. the other like, guys or. Yeah. But those are really nothing comments that are, are said in passing really don't mean anything. Wouldn't hold up in court basically. Well, it's similar to what uh, one that I can specifically point out. Uh, Ken Anderson, Mr. Anderson Back in about 2010, uh, I want to say, somewhere between 2010 and 2012, if I'm thinking right, um, around the time when he debuted in Impact Wrestling, TNA, and Mm -hmm. he came out and he was chewing gum in that, and he goes, you know, I used to be told that, you know, chewing gum, you know, on the way to the ring and blah, 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 and like it was direct shots at Vincent Hunter. But yeah, but the thing is, like you said, it'd be nothing that would hold up anywhere. Yeah, it's like, well, you didn't specify by name who you're talking about. You're you're not being like, oh, well, this is the reason I lost my job or something. Like you're just saying this is something that happened to me. Hell, even if you want to call it a shot to an extent, if you remember Cena and Vince around that same time. I don't remember what the whole storyline bit was, but Cena made the comment of, like, if you don't like it, I can go to somebody else's company, brother. And that was when Hogan, like, literally a matter of a few weeks before, had joined TNA. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, you can take these little shots, but it's, it's a matter of these little shots exist. Like, the one big one probably everybody's thinking of is Cody destroying the throne. Yeah. That was one of the coolest moments in AEW. Oh, without a doubt. Without a like, doubt. 
and I don't care who you are, that needed to happen. That was a statement that said, I am my own king. This is my kingdom. I'm breaking your throne. Yep. Like, And, I mean, take it how you will. The thing is, I really don't care if they take shots. I know people bitch about it. I don't care if they take shots because the thing is, is it's the wrestling industry. Yeah. Stuff like this happened back in territory days. I was thinking of even, like, not in territory days, but WCW trying to ruin the main event. Like, yeah, you really really want to bitch about these shots that are being taken from AEW and that in the past. Like, yeah, let's go back to the 90s where WCW would literally spoil the Raw results because Raw was taped. Yeah. Like, people are really complaining about the shots that AEW's taken. Like, no. No, they some of these guys, they're allowed to. Easy as they're that. They're tongue in cheek. Like, like it, I I wouldn't let, you know, somebody like uh like it, it it wouldn't make sense, but like let's say Santana and Ortiz. For them to take a shot doesn't doesn't really work nor make sense. It it really doesn't, but But Kenny you put a Jericho Kenny and the Bucks, I mean they had dealings in the past, stuff like that. Ten, the Bucks have been on WWE. Holy WWE shit! TV. <laughs> there you go. You <laughs> finally got it out there. Um, <laughs> but like stuff like that works. But I just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You want to complain about the shots? Let's go back to WCW days. Really, really. Nobody was bitching back then. Well, if they did, there wasn't the internet to use. I was, so I was gonna say there was some people probably complaining. But the ones that weren't were the ones that went and watched McFoley win the championship. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Doing all that sounds like a really good match. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, what else you got for news here? Um. Okay, so kind of going along the WWE and Vince not really getting the way the world's going right now. Oh, no. Uh, Dave Meltzer says WWE is issue- issuing violations to talent uh, for any social media that name a third party business, person, brand, or charity. <laughs> Fucking excuse me? Yeah, charity. I was pissed when I heard that. I have, it's kind of a long quote, but it's it's really worth it because it's Go ahead. just. So the example I was given, somebody had, this is right from Dave Meltzer, by the way. Okay. Um, the example I was given, somebody has suggested to me tonight that if they took a photo and they're eating an Oreo cookie, that in fact, they could probably get away with eating the Oreo cookie. No problem. No fines, no suspensions, anything like that. Certainly not fired. But if they mention Oreo, they've gone through that fine line. I don't know if it's mentioned or hashtag. It might just be hashtag. But anyway, that's the new social media policy. So this is Twitter and Instagram stuff, essentially, where you can be doing anything that is promoting any other brand, even if you're not getting any money and it's not a commercial for them or anything, you cannot do anything like that. That is forbidden now. I guess the deal is that since they've explained they own your likeness, they believe they own your social media accounts too, but they're going to be lenient. This is actually them being lenient. They could actually crack down worse because they own them. But this is the stuff you can no longer do. This is finding offenses. Hashtag, hashtagging and promoting third-party things, even if you're not being paid for them. 
Okay. Um. Yeah, we we just stuck on the cross promotion thing for like twenty minutes. So I don't want to sit here and stick on this for right. twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> but that is the biggest bunch of bullshit I think I've ever listened to. Right. <laughs> um. I I have a lot of issue, uh, with that. My um, biggest is the fact that they can't support charities, but anyway. <laughs> that that I think is number one on my list. Um, I don't agree with like any of it, but if no, we're, if, sure. we're, if I've got to sit here and agree with any of it, like if I if if you know, gun was pointed to my head and they were like, pick one point you agree with. Brands and other stuff, even if they're not being paid a promotion. In general, be careful. Um, yeah. Be careful whether you're con- contracted or not a lot of the time to, yeah. to certain companies. Um, but gun to my head, charity's bad? No. Yeah, no. No fucking way. I'd be taken. <sighs> I'd be getting shot before I ever said promoting a charity, it, you know, is like, bad. Um, unless it's like a bad charity, like like one that has been defamed as like publicly, but even still you can support who you fucking want. I just, I have such a hard time hearing that. Um, and I, I mean, know. a lot of it stems down when you were reading it. The first thing that popped into my mind, and we've talked about it in the past. I mean, uh, for anybody listening, whether you're watching live or listening afterwards and whatnot, uh, we've talked about it. I mean, the, the, the dream one day would be, to be a professional wrestler. I mean, circumstances, yeah. especially right now, uh, prohibiting it. Um, I'm hoping once everything clears up in that and I can get my life kind of back together after the year we've had, my goal is to start training to become a professional yeah. wrestler. That is that is my dream, and I'm, I'm going to pursue it. Uh, and mine as well. You get one chance in life. Why the fuck not? If it kills me, I'd rather die knowing that I, I did something I want to do. Absolutely. Um, but um, hearing something like that, the thing is, is I've been asked by a lot of people, we've talked about it in the past, you know, if, if you started, if you became a professional wrestler and you got an offer from WWE, would you turn it down? 90% of the time, I would tell you no, because, you know, as much as right now looking at it, it's like, I'd rather work for somebody like an AEW because of yeah. their passion and the product and stuff like that. But if WWE offered me a contract, let's say like nobody else did, WWE did, it'd be hard for me to turn it down due to the fact of, you know, as a kid, as a kid, the dream was WWE. Mm-hmm. For so many years, the dream was to wrestle for the WWE. Uh, like a lot of guys, moment. like a lot of guys like... nowadays. Mania moment. Oh my God. The, the thought right now of even walking out in front of 80,000 people and those people knowing who I am and either cheering or booing for me, dependent on, you know, whatever I'm playing at the time, that would be the most amazing thing to be able to say I had a WrestleMania moment and stuff like that. My mania moment wouldn't even be winning. It would be walking out on that stage. Oh, as exactly. soon as I walk down the ramp, I have made my dream come true. I don't care what happens. As soon as I walk in those ropes, win, lose, draw anything in between. I don't even have to walk into the ropes. I can get attacked on the ramp. And be happy with it. I just want to be walking into mania on the ramp. Oh, I agree. With my music playing. I agree. Um, 100%. And so, like, 
there's so many things that make me sit and go like I would never turn down an opportunity because that's what I want. But then you hear not even just this news, but so much stuff in the past and you hear from people who sit around and you hear some of the backstage horror stories and it makes you go like, damn, like, do I really want to be here? Yeah, it's one of those ones where you're like, wow, my childhood dream doesn't sound, it's like, don't meet your childhood hero. Yeah. Don't work your childhood job, I guess. Which really sucks, because the thing is, obviously, there's a lot of business and politics behind the scenes. I've known that for for years. But it just sucks thinking that that one moment that, you know, for years, and even like I said, sitting here nowadays, I would give just about anything to have a WrestleMania moment. Um, And to think that one dream, you've got a million hurdles before that one dream's even a possibility. Yeah. Um, And then hearing something like that, it just makes you go, do I really want to, if this is how petty and ridiculous they're being, do I really want to sign that that contract? Unless I'm getting Brock Lesnar money, (laughs) like, do I really want to? Yeah, I mean, to say you could get fired or fined to for hashtagging Oreo or even saying, oh, I'm eating some Oreo cookies. Yo, have any of you tried these new, you know, insert Oreo cookie flavor here? Double stuff Oreo triple chocolate. Whatever. Yeah. I'm making something up to yeah. just say yeah. it. You know, why why like... would you ever eat normal Oreos when they have these, you know, just being a fan of Oreos and then being like, okay wishing you the best in your future endeavors like for what because i like oreos like my job that i currently work at once i've worked there for over i think either a year or a half a year they have to give me three reasons for why i'm fired okay why would that be any different in a company where you've signed a contract because they're independent contractors, Blake. That pisses me off, too, and we're going to have to rant about... There is going to be an episode, probably, where everything is just our um, nuclear heat color. More than likely, uh, yeah. All all, And, and we're just going to rant. Shit. Well, we've got a handful of ideas for non-review-related uh, podcasts, which will come at some point. It's just to uh, get around to them. But, uh, the, these news segments kind of let us get a little bit of ranting off of our chest. But. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm I'm good for news if you want to move on to the results now. Uh, I've got if you uh, have more, go three ahead. more things. Uh, two of them are, are very closely related. Um. So that rapper Bow Wow um is right. apparently training with Rikishi. Uh he has said, he has stated that he is training with the Kish. Uh so I don't know the truth behind it, obviously. Um I mean I love Rikishi, so And I mean Rikishi was a good professional wrestler. Well, and he's a great mind to learn from. Oh too. my god, so, without a doubt. Um, there's so many people I'd love to learn from, and like me being a big guy, Rikishi would be one of them. Yeah, Rikishi would be awesome. Um, and not to I'd love to pick Big Show's brain too. Not to stray too far off topic, but uh, 
I've begun uh, on the network um, rewatching, I think it was called Breaking Grounds. Uh, it was from a few years ago. They covered NXT at the time. There was like nine yeah. episodes or whatever. Um, because I was, I literally spent like two hours yesterday on YouTube watching clips from like the last season of Tough Enough and Breaking Grounds and stuff like that. I would kill to be, to be able to pick the minds of somebody like William Regal. <sighs> William Regal has literally done every kind of gimmick. He's done so much in that business. I would kill to pick the brain of somebody like William Regal, uh, Billy Gunn, because he was he was a a coach on Tough Enough. Uh, watching him, you know, rip apart some of the contestants for doing stuff wrong. And something that really got to me from it really quick here was <clears throat> he goes, "We've been at this for like four weeks now, and not a single one of you have pulled me aside to ask me questions." And I'm like. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd be there day one and be like, tell me everything you know. Would you get in the ring with me and fucking train me? I My first question would be like, okay, so I I know how to lock up, but can you show me how to lock up as, like, solid as he does? And, you know, like, because there's ways people lock up. Billy Gunn's one of those ones where when he locks up, he, like, throws himself into the lockup. It, it's like, solid. It's heavy. It, we talked about it on the last one. Professional wrestling, it's done in the safest manner possible, but you need to make it look like a fight. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those ones. When he locks up, you go, okay, he's, you know. He's trying to wrestle this guy right now. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. This, he's is, trying to this isn't him. professional wrestling. He, this is you know what professional wrestling is supposed to feel like yeah um there certain intensity behind the moves but i just i couldn't believe cuz like i remember watching the latest season of tough enough when it came out excuse me um and i i didn't pay attention at that point i guess as much as i should have cuz at that point you know still it was a few years out from even being of age to train and stuff like that right. um but now, like, watching it and being like, how the fuck did nobody in four weeks go to Booker T, Lita, Billy Gunn? And just ask them something. Like, hey, so how can I get more over with the fans? Like, well, even well before that, because, I mean, it was just tough enough. Like, 90% of them didn't know a fucking thing. Like, I, right. like you said, literally looking at any of them even lita like oh my god looking at any of them and going could we get in the ring and lock up could we get in the ring and could you show me some technique put me in a headlock and just show me how i should try to push you off and some you know that that'd be like if i ever got the chance to go to the performance center i'd be right to somebody like regal and be like would you would you get in the ring with me and lock up and 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 give me some critique yeah like what I, I hate to say it, but when I become a wrestler, you look at as a kid the teacher's pet. That's exactly what you'd end up becoming as a wrestling fan. Becoming a wrestler, you become the teacher's pet. You ask everything. You're like, hey, what's I this? want? I, I want to make sure, like you've got some of the best ever to lace up a pair of boots yeah. right in front of you. Why wouldn't you take the opportunity? Lance Storm, Lance Storm, right now. If if anybody listening to this at any point, if you have had a professional wrestling match in your life. Lance Storm is literally doing 
a thing. I think it's like 120 bucks. You you PayPal him or whatever. You send him a match. He will write you a shit ton of notes for your match and then Zoom call you for an hour, watch the match with you and give you in like well in person over Zoom notes about your match. Lance Storm. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a better fucking mind. Like, people don't realize the fucking mind Lance Storm has. And I don't know why. Um, like Because he wasn't pushed as big as he, sh- as he should have been. Like, yeah. Chris, Je- Chris Jericho tweeted out... Uh, it, I saw it from Storm first, but Jericho retweeted it. And he's like, literally anybody from Indies to the main event. Take this opportunity. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, and speaking of Jericho, I watched a clip. Jericho sat down with the Tough Enough people during that season, and they rewatched uh, him and Sean in the ladder match for the world title in 2010. And Jericho broke the match down for them. I'm like, what I would give to sit with a mind like Jericho, one of probably his best matches, and and sit and listen to him go, this was the psychology behind it. This was, you know, what we were thinking. This is how this was done. Like, Please take every last cent in my bank account to let me yeah. do that. Well, like when I was a kid, I was in a martial art and we I had this one really awesome um, uh, tournament that I was going to do. And we had to choreograph a set of moves to display our techniques, yep. right? I was the only one that actually choreographed a fight, probably because I'm a wrestling fan. But... My buddy and I, we choreographed a full fight. Everybody else just did, like, quick wrist releases and whatever. When I got to the show, I put on a fight. I had weapons. I had everything. It was, like, everybody looked at me and they're like, oh, well, he wins. Like, yeah. Uh, something very similar that I can say myself. Uh, my brother-in-law, years ago when I was younger, uh, took boxing classes. And I would go with him. And the head trainer there was named Caleb with a K and his birthday was the same date as mine just you know years and years and years before and so he immediately took a liking to me and I was way too young to do anything at the gym but because he took a liking to me literally because of that like how often do you meet somebody with the exact same name especially for like me like Caleb with a K like, it's not like it's the rarest thing in the world, but you don't run into a lot of Caleb's with a K, in my experience at least. And then to have the exact same birthday, like, just years apart. Um, He let me start training in the gym and that, and he would personally take me and show me stuff. And he was just ridiculously impressed with little things from technique and that. And he would ask me, like, how? Like, you're, at that point, I think I was, like, eight years old, nine years old. He's like, how? And I'm like, literally, you know, I take from what I've watched on TV, which is professional wrestling, you know, doing this stuff with my friends and that, and just knowing certain things and being able to translate it into the boxing sense. Like, it just, you're able to take aspects, and like you said, being a wrestling fan in in your martial art, and doing this whole choreographed fight and that like that's yeah you know it's uh it's amazing what you can take from something like that uh yeah well the description was really vague right it was like do these moves in a stylized form and i was like 
well, that to me sounds like make a really cool fight. Yep, like, exactly. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, before we hit the hour mark here without even getting to our res- results. Uh, so yeah, Bow Wow training with Rikishi and going along with yeah. that, uh, Shaq is apparently training with QT Marshall at the Nightmare Factory. There we go. That's a good person to train with. And obviously yeah. there will be times when Cody's there as well. Oh, you can guarantee they've been in the ring. Like Cody's not going to say yeah. it on a on an interview be like, "Yeah, me and Shaq have been in the ring together" because then that takes away from the match. But you know damn well if he's training at the Nightmare Factory that him and Cody are in the ring together and Cody's like, "Okay, here's how we're doing this." Yeah. Which well, gives me more like confidence. He- like, his main trainer, they're saying, is QT. He's definitely worked with Dustin. He's definitely worked with any of the other trainers in the building. But his main one's QT. Yeah. But uh, it gives me a little more confidence. I'm still I'm still not a fan of that it's happening. I will bitch about that until it's no, done and fair. over with. Um, unless they give me a five-star match. Uh <laughs> But um, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say if they can pull out a 3.5-star match for me, it's a win. That's fair, um, but it gives me a little more confidence knowing that he's at the Nightmare Factory and with somebody like QT and knowing, like we just said, being at the Nightmare Factory, that he's probably stepping in the ring with the likes of Cody, maybe Dustin, other people, Preston, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And, well, yeah, and even any of the tra- trainees as well. well oh, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah make, so. make Shaq pay his fucking dues. Go through, oh yeah, no, he's got to run the ropes, bitch. Go go through the goddamn uh, the chop routines and that. I love knowing that a lot of schools do that, where like everybody's got to take like two chops from everybody. Like you're fucking Sounds right. Good. Post Shack up in a corner and let the twelve people training right now chop him twice. Make him pay yeah. his fucking dues, just as everybody else has to. Exactly, and you know Cody, he's a stickler for stuff like that. Like he's like, no, I'm sorry, Shaq. If you want to do this, this is how we do it. Like, <laughs> be ready. Um, and then yeah, my final bit here, uh, kind of a a disappointing thing to read at the moment. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, uh, did uh was on uh, I think it was Busted Open Radio with like Bully Ray and that. Mm-hmm. Um and revealed he will be stepping away from on camera stuff. Oh. Um that there there was a you have to listen to the interview. Um but there was like he's just it, it sounded like he wasn't sure how much more his body was going to hold up with it from the sounds of it. Don't take me on that. Like I said, listen, I read some quotes and listened to some bits from it. Um, but he did announce that he will be stepping away from on camera, uh, for a while. So, um, that was really disappointed here, especially after his showing from, uh, from no No surrender. surrender took me a minute there i'm like hard to kill no no surrender um but uh hopefully um when he does come back he's had some time to rest i mean 50 years old the shit he's put his body through he deserves some time to rest and hopefully he's not done in the ring unless he wants to be which then by all means what a career Um, and what a last match to go out on oh exactly um but if he's not done, I look forward to 
many many more Tommy Dreamer matches. Um, I, I wouldn't mind one more hardcore hardcore match of it, his. Exactly, like that's what I was saying uh, on yesterday's cast, uh, talking about No Surrender. If him and Rich would have gone really nice, you know, twenty minute hardcore match, even with Rich picking up the win, um, it'd be easier if Tommy were to be like, "I'm done." Um, yeah, because I'd be like, well, you went out exactly how you should have. But but Dreamer's been so synonymous with stuff like that. Um, I mean, if he doesn't think his body can can hold up for it, then by all means, I understand. But you I w- know he wants to go like Funk, but he he just it's impossible to be like Funk. Well, I mean, Funk's even showing that it's impossible to be like Terry Funk for Christ's sakes. Um, exactly. Like nobody can go forever. Father Time catches up with everybody. Everybody, no matter how much you want it to. I mean, you point out somebody like The Undertaker. I mean, that love for the business. It's like us, you know, if I got trained and I was given an opportunity, you'd be sure I'd be trying to be a pro wrestler until I was in my grave. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and as soon as like people start telling me well you can't be doing this i'm like you don't understand this like, has been my my life since i was a kid like yeah i've i've had dreams but the one thing i've never steered away from never given up on is wanting to be a pro wrestler you can ask you can ask my parents like i've gone through phases of wanting to be this wanting to be that do this do that but ever since i found pro wrestling there's never been another thing that i've wanted to do more no, and that's just it. Like, I we how we met. I wanted to be a video game designer. My Same. deep down desire was to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. Well, like, you 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 take that. What is a realistic? And it's funny to say like making video games is a realistic goal. But I mean, we were literally in college for it, and that. Um. But the realistic still thing don't know was how realistic. It was, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um. But, you know, realistically, go through college to make video games, get a job, and make video games, sure. But if I ever get that chance to be a professional wrestler, nothing's going to stand in my way. With what was right around the corner from our school as well, yeah. Which pisses me off a lot that that happened as I started school. Tyson Dukes opens up his... his, uh, wrestling school and go figure i'm in college paying thousands of dollars to learn there so i couldn't afford to train (laughs) it was like the biggest hey you guys are doing what you guys want to but here's what you really want (laughs) haha fuck you (laughs) so uh but yeah and of course it couldn't have been a better person to sign it up to as well oh my god i know uh, but let's not like hang out on news for like an hour. <laughs> so results and I'm before we get to the actual raw results, I want to run through real quick here. Uh last night they did the first round on the Japan side of the women's uh world championship elim- eliminator tournament. And I didn't get to see this, so I'm excited. Fun fact, um apparently according to Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer Radio, he noted that um apparently uh from what i read the tournament finals um will be taking place on revolution okay um the the weird thing is is the way it's stated on here is the finals would be the American side against the Japanese side, but yet we've been told multiple times that Shida's defending the title. So I don't know what they're going to consider the finals. Because the thing is, 
Kenny versus Moxley was not the finals of the tournament. The finals no. of that tournament was Kenny and Hangman. Yeah. And it's being reported that the finals will be at Revolution now. So it yeah, just Yeah, so that would be Japanese versus American side. That's that's exactly what I'm figuring. It just it all seems really weird and it's I think it's just going to be a wait and see. Maybe I'm getting it misunderstood. Uh but I just found that as I was looking for the bracket results because I didn't get a chance to watch it last night. I will be watching it after the podcast cuz apparently yeah, it was really good. Um, oh, Kenny said he hasn't been able to sit and watch. Probably a wrestling show that he's been involved with, I'm sure. For for um, a long time. For a long time. And so. uh, he watched it. Because um, I imagine he goes back and watches AEW and Impact and all that. But I highly doubt he's watching it. He's just like, okay, did this go well? Yeah, exactly. But, um... But yeah, so the first round, once again, uh, I should be able to pronounce some of these a little better after hearing them a few times, but there's still going to be uh, some really bad ones here, so I apologize. We are Canadians. We are not Japanese people. We do not speak this language. It makes sense that we can't say the names. I, I try really hard, but some of the combinations of letters just don't work in my brain. <laughs> um, and that's just it. English is hard enough as it is. Yeah, I can barely speak it some days. Um, yeah, I don't talk too good. <laughs> but so first round, we had Yuka Sakasaki against Mei Saruga. Uh, Yuka Sakasaki won. Um, I feel like the names we know will be moving on. Uh, for the most part, they did. Um, I actually did watch a little bit of that match. Um, okay. And it yeah, it was good. Are they piping audio in for nope. fans and stuff? Nope. No, it's it's just okay. in a a small hall or something from the looks of it. Um, in Japan, uh, Excalibur's doing the commentary. He's the only one on commentary. Um, okay, so there's no Taz to ruin it. That's good. <laughs> People were like, so they specifically told Taz he wasn't doing this, <laughs> which <laughs> hey, probably Taz, sound no. like me trying to pronounce the name. So it's probably for the best. Um, yeah, and uh, Hikaru uh, Shida. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Taz. Love you, Taz. Love you, honestly. Another one that I'd pick the brain of at any given chance. Oh, yes, the um, human suplex machine, absolutely. And we've even said how much we love him on commentary, but for something this serious, maybe not. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, Veni and Emi Sakura. Uh, Emi obviously won that one. Um, I think that was a no-brainer there. Um. Yeah. We had Maki Ito. That's Sakura, right? Sakura, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's probably going to go to the finals. I, I think she's going to be the Japanese side winner. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, or Yuka, because Yuka was getting mm. really, really over right before uh, the pandemic. Literally, the last time she was on Dynamite was her and Britt Baker, and she beat Britt Baker. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. uh Maki Ito against Ryo Mizunami. Um, people were really, really upset with the outcome of this. Um, oh. Well, not... I shouldn't say it that way. People really wanted Maki Ito to go to the finals. And after looking her up, seeing some of her stuff... And she literally... Uh, I kind of just wanted her to win due to the fact of... Jim Cornette had made a post about this tournament just shitting on it as Cornette does because it's fucking Cornette um and specifically calling her out and uh, and just being an asshole and she fucking came back at him 
just totally like it was hilarious i'm like i absolutely love this woman at this point but uh ryo mizunami won it um but we've been told that most if not all of the names on the japanese side it will not be the last time we see them um which i mean i think veni and makiito from what i've seen including mesuraga and and on the final bracket which we'll get here in a second i think they all deserve another shot uh especially once fans are there and that like they're all very very good wrestlers i don't care the joshi joshi female wrestling is phenomenal if you're a wrestling fan <laughs> um they, they usually wrestle under stardom right uh stardom is, is the big joshi uh promotion in japan yeah um and then the final match was aja kong against rin uh katakura I think I'm okay. saying that one wrong. Um but uh Aja Kong won. Um Oh, okay. I honestly I thought that she would be going out in the first round just cuz not saying she's older, but she is older than probably look, the majority of the people on the Well, bracket. looking at the bracket there, yeah. I mean, I don't even know to tell you the well, gods honest truth 50 Aja Kong is yeah. 50. I was going to say when she was in AEW she uh, like when she was on TV there, she uh, was hinted at being an older girl in the Japanese world. So Emi Sakura is forty four. I didn't even know that. Oh okay. Jeez. Um, but yeah. So, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Yuka beats Emi, and then between uh, Ryo Mizunami and Aja Kong, I I'm not sure which route they'll go there. I could totally see Yuka Sakasaki winning though. Uh, yeah. like, like, well, going to the, the, f- the finals, I should say, um, it's hard to say on the American side cause we've literally only had one match. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Sakura might, or sa- however you say it. Yeah, Sakura. Yeah. Um, I, 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 when her chant, I say it the way she does her chant, Sakura, cause <laughs> she does. So that's how I know how to say it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it'll be interesting. And I would assume that airs again next monday on their youtube um oh, yeah i gotta go watch that when we're done here so i definitely think it's worth it but anyways on to raw um which i mean there was a fair bit but i don't think it will take us too too long unless we get no i think us stuff. sitting on news for a while was a good idea yeah yeah or else the show would have been like 40 minutes <laughs> um yeah but uh we opened the show and the miz uh comes out i was really confused because there was no john morrison um, he cleans that up really quick. Yeah, he does. Um, he yeah he states that Morrison is off with a big time producer making a Bad Bunny diss track. So that'll be interesting. I, I it, it's probably just this. a cover up of he just couldn't travel this week or something, or with like Taya signing. Maybe he was you know at the performance center with her, getting her you know acquainted or whatever something in that sense something probably along those lines um but he welcomes drew mcintyre out um and starts calling him andrew or andy which andy got me chuckling um and yeah he he was just being the miz asking you know very obvious questions and then not letting drew answer um yeah basically he was setting drew up to to do the classic face responses but then just moving on to the next question yeah and uh 
I got to give Drew props here. Uh, the the facial reactions in that um, really made the segment feel good. Yeah, he looked really um, annoyed through it. And then at one point, Drew finally tells Miz to shut the hell up. Um, and that if he in- interrupts him again, he'll regret it. And he go figure. Him. He's like, I'm warning you. <laughs> like... and, yeah, yeah. And go figure. The Miz didn't listen. Uh, Glasgow kiss. Nice, nice fucking headbutt. And oh, he yeah. launches that Money in the Bank briefcase. I want to know where it landed. Because Miz later on shows it. It's got a huge chunk out of it. Oh, it looked rough. Um, I want to know where it landed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I would assume from the way it flew, it landed somewhere in the lights and pyro or right beside yeah. the stage is from so it from the looks of it. off a corner or something? Oh, more than likely. I mean, all that stuff is really solid stuff, so. Yeah. Um, I just, I love that they're starting to just, this is like the third time in the last couple briefcase winners where they've just chucked it. Yeah. Like. Um, but, uh. And then Drew just kind of heads off, and uh, <laughs> this is where this segment got actually interesting. Um, yeah, Miz grabs the mic again, uh, and and points out like, "See, this is all it takes." Drew is already like cracking Andy, under the Andy. Andy is already cracking under the pressure of the chamber and that, and he goes on to actually after getting destroyed on the mic last week by Edge. Um, he cut a really good promo. Like, there's no pressure on me. I've got the money in the bank one way or another. Like, I'm going to be a world champ. Uh, warns the superstars going for either of the world titles. Once again, ignoring NXT for some ungodly reason. Um, which pisses me I'd, off. Still. Oh, I'd love for him to cash in on the NXT championship. That'd well, be cool. it's a world title. But anyways, um. He warns superstars going for either world title um, and says that he's in control. Um, Yeah, and uh, he's like, I'm going to cash in, but that doesn't mean I'm going to cash in. Yeah, like I'm thinking on a whole different level and whatnot, and he kind of calls Edge out from the the promo last week and that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he does something which actually made me like – my head actually did that ha huh, turn. Um, he removed himself from the chamber match. Yeah, and I thought you would actually really like that because I remember you saying Money in the Bank guy being in the match is not a good idea, yeah. and I totally agree. So this do- him doing this is actually genius. Oh yeah, like the thing is, is um, like me me saying like I had that head turn wasn't a bad thing. No, I was no, just I surprised that was the route that they went and. Because, like I said, there's no reason he should have to put himself through that match and whatnot. Because he's got a guaranteed one-on-one world title match anytime he wants it. Yeah, and he has a great plan, too. Because almost immediately, not quite, but he eventually goes to talk to uh, Adam Pierce, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, shortly, not not too long. It's not right away, but it's not like I'm spoiling anything <laughs> exactly we see adam pierce every week <laughs> multiple times yeah but uh we set up for the next match here uh which is the hurt business mvp shelton benjamin and cedric alexander against riddle and the lucha house party lince dorado and grand metalique um isn't fuck. kalisto a part of lucha house party 
Uh, no, I think Kalisto split from them back a okay. while ago. Where's the third guy then? Was there another one? There was four at one point. Was there? Metalik, yeah. Dorado, Kalisto. I'm pretty and sure. Who else? I'm pretty sure there was uh, four, because I remember them showing like four masks. mm, Maybe not. No, it's only the three. three. Okay. I honestly really thought it was, uh, there was four of them at one point. Interesting. I don't know where I got that. Well, when you said it for a second, I was like, maybe, maybe there is, but there was a little bit there going like, I can only remember the three like but, I, I when i said that i was like I, wait i can kind of only remember the three yeah because but... they were a trio for a really really long time there but i mean yeah and i think when Callisto became a heel on 205 is when you left them yeah yeah so thinking about it now yeah but uh we have a i i chuckled uh we have riddle in the lucha house party in gorilla position and riddle uh it was what president's day i guess president's yeah. and asking who their favorite presidents were you know abe lincoln the the vampire hunter or whatever um uh theodore roosevelt with the mustache yeah. and that and then he starts i i know he said to them that they were uh ps hayes or freebird freebird guys yeah they're and then freebird guys and then who did he say for him though he was the only one that I missed. He he said somebody, and I just... I was like, for fuck's sake. I didn't see it either. Oh, man. Um, but anyways, it was just hilarious. Um, I got a good chuckle out of it. Uh, I, I would assume you are looking to see... I'm trying to see if I can't find it. Trying your absolute best to find the uh, the information. Yeah. I take it. Um. But yeah, I I enjoy the way they're doing this kind of with him. At first, I wasn't sure, but it, it's giving me a good chuckle when when he does it. Um. So. Any, I don't think I'm gonna be able any to luck. Find no. It. It doesn't seem like WWE's even posted the video. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure it'll be up somewhere. I mean, worst case scenario, go and go and find it on on YouTube somewhere. I'm checking if you Sportskedia's um, results quickly. See if they just talked about it quickly. Okay. Um. No, but, they didn't. They just moved on right to the match. Okay, but anyways, so yeah, like we will do uh, <laughs> right on into the match. Uh, Lashley was watching from the gorilla position again uh, as well. Um, but I mean, really solid match. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it was just a really good all-around, pretty much exactly what we thought the match was going to do. Although the one thing I'm wondering, what's up with MVP's knee? That's what I was wondering. It it almost seemed like it happened in the match well but the thing to me is his knee has a brace on it so it's one that he's had an injury to before and when when he went for the pin his first pinfall he went for he could not bend the knee like he, it was 
like when he walked to the ring, he heard it. It was before he even did anything. Oh, because I I noticed it when he got in the ring. It looked like he tweaked it, like when he first got tagged. Um, so yeah, maybe so, I just wasn't paying attention before. Yeah, because Cedric and Sheldon were double teaming on Metalik, and then I immediately when MVP came in, my first notice was he's limping around on that knee. And it was uh, the second time around that the commentators mentioned it. Okay, I so I missed it first the first tag. time. Yeah, on um, his first tag, and he kind of hobbled in, and he was he when he went for the pin, he he always kept that knee extended, and I was like, yeah, there's something wrong with that knee. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully it was just smart selling on MVP's part. Hopefully, uh, and maybe it's something we missed from the last couple weeks, but if it is something legitimate, uh, I mean, best best wishes. I mean fantastic performer and mvp I, oh, yeah. he was I, still I would... able to hit balling and balling and the um, ball and elbow yeah and and took the floating bro yes to 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 lose i guess you could say yeah yeah as you said uh riddle uh pinned mvp for the win for his team uh after a floating bro um and uh riddle and lucha house party uh die we're after. celebrating on the ramp heading up obviously watching the ring and go figure i knew it was gonna happen I, I did too uh because the ref the ref was like pushing them out like if you notice at one point the ref was like pointing at the ramp to riddle and i was like okay so <laughs> they're more than likely setting up for lashley and then yeah lashley came down uh and kills them Took out Riddle first, uh, destroyed Lucha House Party, and then locked the Hurt Lock in on Riddle for the third, fourth week, third week. Poor I don't know Riddle. how many. I weeks. mean, and in this, I think they confirmed that that triple threat match for the U.S. title is a thing this weekend, or maybe that was last week. But they they confirmed it last week, um, and they mentioned yeah. that Keith Lee had suffered injuries from the attack last week. Which yeah, is the first I'm hearing of this. His medical um, qualifications or something are up in the air is what, how they worded it. I was like... Yeah, so... But uh, that that obviously being this Sunday's Elimination Chamber. Yes. Um, and you were talking about The Miz and Adam Pierce, which uh, if you want yeah. to uh, take Well, Miz one. has a really good idea. He's like, oh, so... I want this young up and coming star to to grab replace me. Grab the brass ring is what yeah. he said. And Pierce is like, "Oh, that sounds like a really good idea. Who are you thinking?" Uh, John Morrison. I knew exactly where he was going with it. I'm like, "You fucking ass." It was perfect cuz uh. it makes sense exact that's exactly who Miz would want in. He wants to wear down whoever wins. The only thing that would be a hang up is if Morrison wins. <laughs> <laughs> but would Morrison lay down for the Miz? Why would he? It's his first WWE championship. <laughs> I mean, hey, Miz and Morrison break up and we finally get Morrison on his like not saying yeah, I hate no. this duo. Because, I mean, they I just want them to the go past. by Eminem. Like, it's right there. Like, <laughs> No, we already did that one. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of, when Morrison came back, I was like, I really want him to shine on his own. And like yeah, I said, well, I don't, I don't hate this. It worked when it, 
when they did it the first time. It was what we needed to do to bring Morrison back into the WWE. Exactly. But now I'm just kind of like, I just want Morrison to do his thing and be really, really good. <laughs> and um, world titles and stuff. Yes, uh, but, that too. Yeah. We talk about some world title matches or, or titles of uh, Morrison here in the future. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, uh, up next, uh, we see Bad Bunny backstage chatting up Mandy Rose. Um, As she leaves, Pierce says something in Spanish that I can only imagine is not allowed to be said on TV. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, Damien Priest uh, comes up. And then the interviewer out of nowhere is just like, hey, guys. And they're like, hi. Yeah, sup. <laughs> um. And as they're talking, suddenly it sounds like glass shattering. Yeah. And we turn the camera, and here's fucking Tazawa pinning Truth for the 24-7 title. I forgot Tazawa was on Raw or WWE, period. (laughs) Same. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Priest uh, takes out Tazawa. And if you didn't notice, they renamed his finisher. Did they? Yeah, when they showed the recap from last week, they they were talking about it, and he hits them. They they show him hitting the move from last week, and he goes, and they go. He calls that. I can't even remember what they renamed it. I called it, <laughs> and I just heard it, and I was like, "For fuck's sakes!" I knew they'd do it. Like, uh, it is not called the Reckoning anymore. Ever since debuting on Raw, it's be, been renamed Hit the Lights. Okay. Uh, but anyways, Damien Priest uh, takes out Tozawa, tells Bad Bunny to pin him, and Bad Bunny is a 24-7 champion. Which, the thing is, it makes sense because he's going to bring it to SNL this weekend. And that's going to be more promotion for WWE. It, 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 this is exactly what Bad Bunny should be doing. Yep. It's a title that doesn't mean anything, and he's not doing anything to take away from anyone. And I got a chuckle out of truth, because he's like, Bunny, DP, take care of my baby. I'm like, for fuck's sakes, truth. Oh, I I love our truth. <sighs> Give him the world title. <laughs> I, him, I think Truth is going to show up on SNL to to take the title from. Would that be Bunny. fucking great? That'd be great. Cause like, could you imagine Bunny's like, yeah, I won this, and nobody's here to take it from me, and then it's the classic SNL thing. Truth's just behind him, like. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I I love Truth. Let him keep this gimmick and give him the world title. <laughs> yeah let him run this gimmick with the world title as soon as he gets he's like I'm putting the 24-7 title rule on this <laughs> jeez can uh, you imagine I, sadly I can I can't I can imagine um, anyways uh, and then we get Pierce again uh, if you want to take this one so Kofi's talking to Adam and he's like, Hey, so like I'm a former champion. Uh, and then Woods is like, yeah. And his championship reigns more recent than like everybody else in the chamber match, except like, for, I think Orton. Uh, yes. Orton would be the only one. Cause he just had won it from drew back in yeah. that, like hell in a cell or some shit. So besides Orton, it's a very fair point. Oh uh, yeah. Hardy <laughs> hasn't held a world title in, 10 years 11 Unless like, we WWE, count impact. 
Well, no, because when we see Strowman later, Pierce doesn't count Strowman's world title, and it's a WWE world title. And I finally get confirmation that they are not on the same level. I anyway, um, Miss. I think <laughs> it's bullshit, in. but Miss comes in and says, "Um, the like, oh well, Morrison's also a former world champion," and Kofi's like, "No." And Miz just goes, yeah, former ECW heavyweight champion of the world. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I would have I would have just died if Miz was like, don't you remember the other company? That would have been great. That would have been like, everybody been like, wait, the, is the door open? The permitted door. Like... Uh, and then that's basically uh, basically Adam's just like okay well how about we do this if Kofi wins a match against the Miz he'll be in the chamber but if the Miz wins Morrison will be in the chamber yeah and and then we get an announcement that WWE surpassed 10 million subscribers on TikTok which was like faster than um, NFL and NBA and NHL I think was the other one yeah there there was like six different sports organizations on there yeah they're like we did it faster than everybody and I was like Okay, so <laughs> good for you. Pat them on the back, you know. Um, and like the third elimination chamber promo. Promo. Okay, so we got the same elimination chamber promo. I think I counted three times that night. So maybe this was the first one then. Yeah, because but... I have it marked when it's the s- second one. I at least I thought I did. Uh, I know I call them out every time, so. Yeah, yeah I like I after th- not Naomi and Lana. Yeah. Talking backstage. Yeah, yeah, after that that was the second time it aired. And it was the yeah. same fucking one. Like we were talking about them running the same Seth Rollins one. At least they switched it up at the very end. Yeah, no, this has just been this and it's the same one that ran on um uh Vengeance Day and, and I think Smackdown. on SmackDown. Yeah. Like Um and so I paid really close attention the first time there are two shots from the original chamber okay but it's literally two seconds each time and the only See, reason i, I know maybe is because it's clip. the curved pod i was watching and the the one shows the curved pod and the other one shows the actual graded like the metal grading floor which isn't in the new chamber Fair. I I thought I like when I when we started talking about them showing the like me saying there wasn't anyone going back and watching like okay that looked like the old one but it was so quick you it can't was, even see yeah it. they made it so like, quick that you couldn't tell and I'm like you guys literally have hours of footage of the elimination chamber and you won't use any of the old footage just because they don't want to show that it existed or something I like, don't know. But I don't know. But anyways, whatever. let's get to one of the best segments of the night. I say sarcastically. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, Sh- <laughs> apparently Charlotte Flair and Oscar are still besties against Peyton Royce. But and they Lacey won't Evans. enter together. Yeah. But uh, on SmackDown they will. They're on their way to the ring. Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, obviously with Ric Flair. Uh, Lacey's cutting a promo towards Charlotte. Um. They have a little gift for her. It's yeah. the heart that says, bite me. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, funny. one of the candy hearts. And 
I don't know. The promo wasn't great. Uh, we get to the match. Um, it's basically Lacey's always promo. Like, you nasty. Like, yeah. How about you just fuck off? Like, <laughs> And uh, Lacey Evans isn't getting tagged in, isn't getting tagged in. Uh, Charlotte gets tagged in at one point and wants Lacey. She's avidly avoiding the tag. Yeah, like, which I thought was really weird at first. Because I'm like, sure, as a heel, that happens. But I'm like, you're... You're going into a title match this Sunday, yes. and after what we found out later on, which if reports are to be true, it makes sense. But anyways, it's fine. But um, at one point, Lacey gets tagged in, uh, and Charlotte's in the ring, and Lacey just scurries off, and I'm like, what the fuck? And yeah. then she grabs the microphone and tells Charlotte that she can't touch her because she's pregnant rick flair starts going nutty my favorite line of the year is you can call me daddy uh from rick flair and then where this gets really odd is the music hits they leave and the match is apparently over no contest for what reason from my knowledge peyton royce is still there pregnancy announcement (laughs) and ends a fucking match Oh, yeah? Well, I mean, it would deem the competitor unable to compete. Okay, so handicap match at that point. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it would eliminate Well, that, that's Lacey. how it always works. It is, usually. Like, but so... this is WWE. Stuff just happens. Thank you very much, Simon Miller. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, We, uh, we get an interview with Sheamus, and it's literally the interview that you expect. I'm going to win the WWE championship. <laughs> I'm going to win the gauntlet. And then he walks off and it's like, cool. Okay. <laughs> fuck. Cool. Whatever. And I, I'm going to come out nice and fresh in the chamber and win. Fuck. I, I just... love the way he says it. Cause I'm now getting what his gimmick is. It's, it's Conor McGregor. He's doing a, a version oh, of Conor McGregor. Son of a bitch. Like, it is when he started talking. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's I, it, it." And I hate it. It was the accent that really did it for me because, like, with the way he's talking, the accent. I'm like, "Oh, that's so the gimmick they're doing." Oh, jeez. Um, and before we move on too far, uh, I want to mention something. Uh, okay. according, uh, like, uh, going back with the pregnancy yes. bit here. Uh, I actually, on my phone here, I have a tweet from Lance Storm saved. And this will be the only way I am happy with how this segment goes. So, and I quote from Lance Storm. I can't be the only one wanting the Flair Lacey wedding where Lacey reveals the baby is a Flair. But David Flair is the father. David gets payback for the David Stacy wedding pregnancy angle that w that wcw started to do 21 years to finally bring the angle full circle and people are actually in love with the idea in the comments section which i think is just fucking hilarious um because we know this is where it's going and one person uh I I actually liked it on the Walking the Ropes account because I thought it was fantastic. Um, it was like the the baby's uh the ba- the baby's daddy's name is Flair, 
but it's David Flair. Like the the uh Shane McMahon buying WCW bit. Like the name on the contract is McMahon, <laughs> but it's Shane McMahon. Um I read that literally like five minutes before we went live, and I was like, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um I'm I quickly just pulled up Twitter for like five seconds and Parker Bordeaux is posting very, very similar WWE promo pictures and videos. Oh really? Like he's got like he's taken a photo shoot. Uh Mike Lee was the photographer. Interesting. Um, so that is something that's catching my attention. It, like there was a video package. I didn't hear the audio for it because I'm on here, obviously. And there's the pictures, and I'm like, uh, what? Didn't want to hear how we can make this whole Lacey Evans Ric Flair. I was listening to you. Better. But that, <laughs> I was listening to you, but I was reading that and just like, oh my. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, moving on here. I just I remembered that. And I was like, I need to mention that because it would be just hilarious for them to somehow pull that out. But um, it would be, I mean, I'd love to hear that because, uh, you know, Flair, Rick would just be like, huh? What? (laughs) 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 The best twist, it's Charlotte's. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. But, uh, and uh, once again, I guess we never mentioned, um, apparently reports came out shortly after that, that apparently oh, she yeah. is, in fact, legitimately pregnant, which, I mean, cannot which, confirm, yeah. but. Yeah, so as well, they haven't talked about the women's title match this Sunday at all. They they mentioned it shortly after, I think when they came back from commercial, Did that they? Lacey is still slated to face, but obviously the match is now up in the air, which I I think they did. Um I know if I know they, they were talking about angle. it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a fan of that one bit. But um This is no, we're just I, I... Let's just move on. But we move on to <laughs> Kofi Kingston uh, against The Miz, Xavier Woods at ringside. Um, fucking good match. Like, holy yeah, shit. It, it's exactly what two guys from 2008 era wrestling would <laughs> In do. In 2021, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect them to get as long as they did. They went like 20 minutes almost. Like, yeah, it was fantastic. I sat there. Ew. And um, this is one of those matches. It sucks because because we want to talk about it, but we just don't do it justice. Like we'd have to literally say move for move to do the match justice. Yeah, like there was so much storytelling in all of it. Like it was just perfect. Like yeah. it worked masterclass really well. on display. Uh, Kofi uh, picked up the win, pinning the Miz with a Trouble in Paradise. Uh, I love that he still does SOS too. Yes. Like, oh, there was a really cool one. Um, he goes for he hits the SOS, and I thought it was really ironic. Oh, he hits SOS and can't go for the pin, and I'm like, that that's kind of ironic. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. But yeah, like fantastic match. Um, 
And then we get an interview backstage with Lana and Naomi. Uh, I literally, I could have cared less. They made some whole puns related to Nia Jax last week. That was literally all it was. She's like, I'm, I won because I'm great. Whole. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty accurate. Um, like, they literally just started throwing it in. Like, yeah, with my whole heart. And I'm like, just fucking stop um so you really just slid that in there eh? wwe just in there i thought we wouldn't notice it yeah we get the second chamber video of the night uh promo video um and then we get a randy orton backstage promo uh it's going the same route as kind of the sheamus one was like uh unfinished business with drew mcintyre gonna win the gauntlet gonna win the title and as he's doing his whole, you know, I'm going to hit, uh, like, the three deadliest letters in pro wrestling, RK, and as he goes with that, um, the screen goes blurry, and we see Bliss in the Firefly Funhouse, uh, and it's running clips of the Fiend being burned. And her eyes when she, she opens them. She has the contacts in. She's spreading ashes around, doing the ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Uh, and states that he will be reborn in the future. And as the camera pans up, she's in a fucking pentagram. The, and there's candles, obviously, at every point, And the candles, one by one, go out. The room turns red, and it ends. And I was sitting there, like, give me more! <laughs> well, I think this is going to be a different fiend than the fiend we've already had. I'm people were bitching on social media go figure about the segment uh there was people bitching they they they're saying they hate everything that's been going on with the fiend and bliss and that and I'm like okay fuck you first off then there was people being like I can't believe they're putting this on tv like this isn't for kids blah 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 blah. and I'm like pro wrestling has never been for kids i don't give a shit that they've been pg rated for a lot of years their demographic is the 18 to what is that 18 to 24 18 to 24 isn't it i i think it's a wider range i think it's eight i think it's 18 to 32 maybe um i'm like just because they're pg does not mean that their demographic is eight to 14 year olds And just because for years Cena pushed eight to four year olds as the demographic doesn't mean that's the demographic. Like, I'm sorry, I can point out a very specific moment. And uh, if anybody younger is watching this, you probably don't want to listen to this part. Um, I can point out very specifically, no way out of it was either 06 or 07. Um, my VHS tape, yeah, that old, my VHS tape literally does not play this segment. It was when Ashley Massaro was the cover, on the cover of Playboy, and she came out and she took her top off and all that was covering was the Playboy bunnies. And she stood there dancing around in the arena at No Way Out. And I'm like, really? You see a pentagram on TV and you're like, this is too much? Hell, let's go back to the Attitude Era, since we've been saying that a lot, um, and talk about the shit there. I can specifically remember a bikini contest at one of the Royal Rumbles where Mae Young literally took her top off. 
I was going to say more along the lines of the pentagram. We literally had multiple crucifixions. Yeah, the Undertaker literally crucified people. <laughs> like, multiple people. Like, so seriously, a pentagram is where we're drawing the line? As well. Not only did he crucify them, he crucified them with lightning. He doused people. I believe there was one crucifixion where, I, I want to say it was Steve Austin was doused with blood when he was crucified. Yeah, like, he is, like, to um, say a pentagram, like, we're gonna... I, I've got something real quick that even tops what? that. The Undertaker fucking hung the big boss man in a hell in a oh, cell. Oh, yeah. Did we ever see boss man after that? Did he actually, like, die? Oh, I don't know. I'm not 100%. No, I think we did because we got the boss man big show gimmick, and that was... Definitely after. Because after. I think that was 99, 1999. Yeah, and I want to say the Taker right. boss man was like 97, 98. And as well, we literally two, like four weeks ago, had somebody on fire. Yeah, like even if we want to go recently, Orton literally. It, 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 let's, let's keep kayfabe here for a minute. Orton fucking burned another man. I don't care if it's a supernatural entity like the Fiend. He burned another man alive. Yes. Legally speaking, he should be in jail. So, like, I I don't know. I loved it. I loved every second of this segment. I want if, more. If people don't, they just... Honestly, we are WWE... Like, I guess you could say hecklers. Like, we we try to find good, but we really always find the bad in WWE. Yeah. But this is one thing that we constantly want to see more of. It, it's it's weird because I, I like a lot of the reality that we're getting in wrestling nowadays because it makes sense with Twitter and that. We're so open to it. There's no reason to play as dumb. But this shit, just, I am head over heels yeah. for all of it. Even if... Even before Bliss was involved, I have loved this Fiend character since second one. Literally before we even knew of the Fiend, when we got the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, I sat there after that segment. I was sitting there with with Mitchell, uh, which we know uh, we've stated it before. He'll probably be on here one day. We were sitting there like, what the fuck did we just watch? And I want more. Because well, I, I messaged you going, what the fuck is this? Thinking it was going to be turning Bray into like, like a baby uh, Mr. Face Rogers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't catch the, the undertones at first. Yeah. But all I, all I knew after that very first promo was I want to know where this is going because it's fucking Bray Wyatt. And the shit yeah. he already had done as that swamp cult leader. Like I have, he had already hinted at the fiend, and we didn't even know about years it years before. And like, I've been a fan of Bray Wyatt uh, since he had debuted with the family, and so like any time I see him, I really enjoy it. But this fiend stuff, since segment speaking of number the family, one. Um, speaking of the family, do you know which member was the first to debut with Bray? The first to debut with Bray on NXT. Oh, on NXT, fuck. Uh, I do. I've seen very little. It's Brody Lee. Was it Brody? It was Brody. Yeah, or I mean, I guess at that point. Uh, it was Luke, Luke Harper. Harper. But Brody Lee. So, it makes but sense, yeah, though. I, I just, I loved it. Like, when I, I when Brody had passed, I started to watch a bunch of stuff, and that was the one that I remembered watching. And when you had said, 
the family. I was like, oh, I don't think I ever talked about this. Yeah. But I'm just, I, we've said it previously and I'll keep saying it. Uh, if we can take any positives out of this pandemic hitting pro wrestling, um, it's that we got this stuff because once we yes. come back from this and we have fans in that again, you, you stated it, we're probably going to still get this stuff kind of backstage. Yeah, for sure. But we've gotten this stuff now and I think we can really propel this fiend character to be honestly, I would have no issue with it being the next undertaker level character. Yep. Because it works that well. In my in my opinion. Obviously everybody's opinions are different. But I am head over heels for this Fiend stuff. It's... Oh yeah, I have been for a very long time. I really hated what they did to the Fiend when he first kind of came out. And I'm glad that this resurrection that we're kind of... Well, I guess it's not going to be a resurrection. What is it? This summoning yeah. is going to be um, a rebirth of... Yeah of the fiend character probably to be what rollins destroyed yeah so. rollins and goldberg uh, well rollins really is the one that put the the first nail in the coffin yep yeah. oh that's very yeah that's very true um and i mean i even uh stating how much i'm enjoying the fiend and that like i had a love-hate relationship when they were using the red lights because yes. it worked it's just in it certain work in aspect, the uh, the cell and uh, uh, Saudi, because they were fighting it's... out like in the crowd, and there was no fucking light. Um, yeah, it was bad. Like the thing is, if they were to light it similar to how they used to do for like Sinkara. Yeah, where it's like that, like light orange almost. Yeah, still do it with like the red, but. Actually yeah, put some red. more legitimate light in. Paint it with some white light instead of just solid red light. Yeah, but like I didn't even hate that stuff because for that character, it 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 worked. It's weird that our video game school made us learn about light stuff like that, so we can just remember things like that to just hint that. Oh yeah, just toss some white lights in, and then it makes it a lot better. <laughs> so, some <laughs> some warm lighting around like seventy two hundred K or some some shit like that. Right? I don't know. Like we're just like it's things like that that we didn't intend to pick up on in school, but now it's like, look, if you just change a couple things, it's it a lot works. better. Like. <laughs> Slap some flex tape on it, and we'll be fine. Um, oh my god, my boss hates when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Um, and so we've been advertised at this point on Raw for about two commercial breaks that Lana uh, against Shayna Baszler is up next. Um, yes. Like, we've been advertised this for about 15 minutes, and it's up next. Yeah, it was right after the Kofi match. We were like, uh, up next is... And, and then, then we got their interview. We got the interview. We got a commercial. We got another thing, another commercial. Like, I'm, like, sitting here, like, okay, what the fuck does up next mean? <laughs> like, on yeah. the next Raw? <laughs> well, it's, like, news, right? First this, but next. <laughs> fuck. But, um... So we finally get the match. Uh, I... It really annoys me. Because I hate what they're doing with Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler in NXT was running through people. She was dominant. And she literally had to go 50-50 with Lana. I'm sorry. 
Like not to McMahon booking. Not to directly disrespect Lana at all. I'm glad she's working hard and trying to make this a thing. I would never discourage anybody, especially somebody wanting to become a wrestler like me. Um but when you look at it as a whole, it's similar to how Asuka went from the Empress of Tomorrow with this undefeated streak to she's losing to you know Carmella and like and once again no disrespect to Carmella but you look at the challenges she was going up against on the NXT roster you know the likes of Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon and people like that and then you come up to Smackdown Carmella really at that point hadn't done much and she beat her yeah like none of it adds up so for for Shayna to go 50-50 50-50 in this match with Lana just really pissed me off. I think it's because WWE really looks at SmackDown and Raw as their top brands. And when somebody from NXT comes up, they're like, no, you can't look like you, you're you good. You got to look like you got to still be an up-and-comer. When in NXT, they're better than the main roster 90% of the time. Like, uh, 99% of the time, fuck it. The only time that I can point out that they've brought somebody in from NXT and immediately been like, this guy is as good as he is, was Balor. Yeah. Which, it still pisses me off knowing that they were literally going to build the Raw brand around Finn Balor, and then he got injured and all of it went away. I'm so upset. Still. But I mean, hey, we got him back in NXT. Well, so how some different would WWE be if he didn't dislocate his shoulder? If, totally. if Seth didn't do the buckle bomb into the barricade? It, we would be in a totally different dynamic right now. Yeah. We would probably be talking about five-time WWE champion Finn Balor. Which I would not have a single issue with. I yeah. I am a huge fucking Finn Balor fan. So, um, But anyways, uh, yeah. Lana ends up tapping out to the Kurabudo clutch uh, from Shayna Baszler. Um, and then we go to Adam Pierce backstage, and um, Strowman apparently, I was, as I mentioned earlier, is on Raw now, even though he's yeah. on SmackDown like two weeks ago. I saw that, but was that during the brand promotional thing? No, Strowman's been on SmackDown. I think that's what I thought. Like, but the the tagline was he was on Raw, and I'm like, right, okay, like. Well, no, 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 he was on SmackDown because he was going for the Universal Championship. It was him, Roman the Fiend. Yeah. But apparently he's now on Raw. Even his uh, his wiki is like, he currently signed to WWE where he performs on the Raw brand. Okay, he maybe he went, went yeah, when did... Oh, in the the draft in October. Wait, there was a draft, was a draft in, October. in October. Holy, hold <laughs> up, hold up. There was a fucking draft in October. He would enter October. into a feud with Keith Lee. Uh, and then he was oh. on the Raw Men's Survivor Series. Uh, and then he was suspended for headbutting Pierce, and then he returned on SmackDown, so that was part of the, hold up! <laughs> I'm on the, the pick, he was picked, uh, 
he was on Raw Night 2, October 12th. So it went Night 1, SmackDown, October 9th. There were four rounds. Um, and they... So that's how, like, Bianca got called up. She was on Raw. What? Oh, what? Now I'm really confused. <laughs> like, nobody changed brands. Seth did. That's how Seth's on SmackDown. The Mysterios. Because that, that, uh... that moved over. Yes, that's how the Mysterios are there. Uh, Miz and Morrison are on Raw now because of this. Same with... Oh, that's how big the New Day split up. Right! Oh, shit. Okay. And, and how uh, Heavy Machinery split up. Okay. Uh, I'm amazed they didn't split up Street Profits in that. Here's an interesting thing for you, because uh, I was on Braun Strowman's Wikipedia to figure it out, uh, and they had a link to Bray Wyatt, obviously. Um, obviously, the Wikipedia doesn't mean anything, but the Firefly Funhouse and Fiend, you know how on Wikipedia they normally put, like, year to present if it's still going? Uh, it's 2019 to 2020 uh, for the, the Fiend and Firefly Funhouse. They don't have it set to present. <laughs> Like I like I said, obviously Wikipedia is not canon. It's just people contributing to it. Yeah. But it's just an interesting little note. Something I I found really interesting. Remember that Bubba Tunde guy? He goes by Daba Kato now. Daba Kato, yeah. He uh he was drafted to Raw. Yeah, was he? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, he's doing great. Um, on Raw. I have not seen him. Yeah, neither have I. What are you he talking about? In... The next match? I don't... No, he didn't. <laughs> Yeah, okay. He was on Raw Underground, remember that? But, remember yeah. Raw Underground? Yeah. That was before he actually signed to Raw Underground. Or Raw. Yeah, but it was, like, that was, it before was Raw it, but... Underground. Don't you remember Raw Underground? Yeah. Raw Underground. I'm going to keep Raw. saying it until everybody remembers how great Raw Underground was. Speaking of, they Adam Pearce in this one literally buries the Universal Championship. Yeah, I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, he, like, so Braun's like, why am I not in the chamber? I, I should be in the chamber. And Pierce is like, well, you haven't technically won a WWE championship. And Braun's like, well, I've won the Universal Championship. And he went, well, that's not the WWE Championship. And I went, ha! I was right! They are not on the same level. The but WWE the thing Championship is, but the thing is, is a the classified comment, higher. The comment was not the WWE Championship. It was former world champions. Braun Strowman is a former world champion. Yeah. But for whatever reason, now it's WWE champions. The thing is, though, is uh, that was like um, when uh, I believe it was Matt Hardy, when Matt and Jeff came back, they were both classified as former world champions. The only world title Matt ever won in WWE was the ECW Championship. So, so is Braun so, has Braun Strowman never been a world champion then? Well, it is the Universal Championship not a world title then? And in that case, Edge isn't Edge can't challenge for it at Mania. Exactly. But that also means the NXT Championship's not a world championship. 
because it doesn't have the word world in it. Well, technically, right now, the WWE Championship wouldn't qualify as that either because it's the WWE Championship now. It's not the World Championship anymore. If right, we want to go by technicalities what's here. What's the first W in WWE? WWE NXT, WWE Universal. Fight me. Fine. I guess <laughs> if you want to do that, but they don't call it the WWE Universal Championship. They call it the Universal Championship. But it is the WWE Universal Championship. But the, have you ever heard Michael Cole say the WWE Universal Championship? Yes, many times. I haven't. Literally on the Rumble. Okay, I don't hear him then. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just like, I don't know. Well, it, it. in that case, the United States Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, hell, the tag team titles, they're all world championships. Right? But how do they classify it? What is the classification? Well, apparently, according to Adam Pierce, uh, it's nothing. It's fucking nothing. Right. It's it's whatever WWE says it is because the NWA championship is sometimes classified as a world title, but sometimes it's not. And a bunch of Flair's titles aren't recognized because he'd actually be at like 22 or 27 or something like that. But we don't talk about that. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think it's complete bullshit. A, a, a world title is a world title. If if we're going to if we're going to pull this route. You have to specify they are former WWE champions, which yes. they hadn't. Even they didn't. after they said this point, world even after this point during the gauntlet, it was former world champions. And I'm like, yep. the universal title is the opposite side's world title. We, but we, it's we clearly know it not is. classified as a world championship. Kevin Owens no. cannot challenge for in this uh, Elimination Chamber match because he's never been a world champion. Yeah, well, you can kiss my ass on that one. I I don't know. It, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. Because the thing is, if any other company were to do this, you know, it, I just... People would have been pissed off, but WWE got away with it yeah, for w- no reason. Yeah, WWE gets away with it because everybody's like, oh, the Universal title's new. Okay, well then, in my opinion, at this point, if this is how we're going to run this shit, the AEW World Championship's not a world championship. There's been three holders of it. It's not a world title. Just because you call it the world title doesn't make it the world title at that. People could say, I guess, that's the same about the TNA Championship and stuff like that, too, right? Like, it is it is retarded. If it's a, if you classify them as if the, the Royal Rumble winner can challenge any world champion, and the Universal Championship is in that option. The NXT Championship is in that option. Yes. Well, I was specifying for... for yeah, but yes. Exactly. But, 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 but the it, thing is, it, it's still... it's It, it is. Yeah, it I, is. I understand where you're going for it. But let's yeah. even pull this back. When um, The Undertaker won the Royal Rumble, he had the opportunity to challenge Bobby Lashley, yeah. the ECW champion. The ECW world or the ECW heavyweight champion of the world, as as Miz did clarify, that is how it is yeah. classified. So I just, uh, I uh, don't know. When that happened, I sat there for a second, and I'm like, but Braun literally just. <laughs> it was it was WWE both burying and not burying the Universal Championship. 
That was that was exactly what they just did. They they both went, no, the the Universal Championship is a world title, but just not for you. Yeah, yeah. Just just because you won it, it's not like that's exactly how like is Braun Strowman the greatest Royal Rumble champion? Like, is that a world title? Well, probably because Saudi's paying them how many millions of dollars? Of course, I it's can't a world wait. Champion. I can't wait for when they eventually do that again, and Braun comes out with it, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, oh was yeah." Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't have the trophy if we remember how that ended. He literally couldn't pick it up. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, uh, moving on here. Uh, oh, actually, not to move on quite yet. Um, from the sounds of it and from reports I've been reading after this segment because of the way Braun was talking, the sounds of it is we're getting Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Okay, you're going to have to do the rest of the show. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's that's for, for you there. I don't know how you feel about... Well, actually, from the way you just reacted, I think I know how you feel about that. So, uh... But uh, we we end up having AJ Styles come out, um, and uh, we're getting ready to start the gauntlet match. AJ cuts a promo about Kofi trying to do Kofi Mania again or Kofi Mania Two or whatever. Um, and I like state- how they can't decide if they want to do two point or two for things. Yeah, like <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, and he says that uh, Joseph Park, uh, Joseph A. Park, I think it was. Uh, Joseph A. Park. Uh, which is hilarious because you oh, totally that know what that. Oh, me. Like. You, yeah. Well, and he puts so much enunciation on the A that, like, if you know who Joseph Park is. It's Joseph like, A. Park. What's that A stand for? Anthony. For those who don't know who we're talking about. Anthony. Oh, Sure. For those who don't know who Joseph Park is, that's Abyss. From TNA. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of years of TNA. I can't even be, like, from, like, 2000. No, like, from no, fucking. from TNA start to, like, d- whenever Decay originally broke up. Like, yeah. Um, One of the best competitors in TNA history. Uh, and I'm pissed that WWE won't put him in the ring. I'm so mad. But, uh, yeah. Joseph A. Park and Omos crunched the numbers, and apparently AJ can't lose. Uh, and you know what the reference there was, right? I the feel Steiner like promo. Right, right, right. Fuck. I'm si- I'm sitting there, and I'm like, really? We're do we're we're throwing both Joseph A. Park and Steiner into one promo. The thirty-three point three percent chance. <laughs> 30, I was waiting for and that two thirds. Like I was waiting for it. But uh Kofi and Xavier come out and we start the gauntlet match, uh obviously with, with uh Kofi and AJ Styles. And uh I liked that Kofi was selling the figure four from the Miz. Yes. Yes. Um it just he, shows he how good Kofi is. Yeah, he wasn't like limping a lot, but he was it was bothering him. Like Yeah. And I mean AJ specifically targeting it. It just shows yeah. how good they are. Um at one point on the outside, Xavier is on the announce table playing. Uh, are they still calling it whatever the name was? I don't even remember what they were calling it. Um, I don't know if they are. It's definitely not the original one because that one was gold. Yeah, or brass, I guess. So, um, but anyways, um, yeah. 
he's playing and Omos comes up, fucking grabs a hold of him, walks around for a minute, <sighs> and just kills Xavier Woods, I guess. Yeah, so kayfabe-wise, that was concrete, but we know there was probably a pretty hefty crash pad there. Oh my god, there was, yeah, Xavier landed, it was like, I'll just lay here for a bit, <laughs> this is comfy. Yeah, like, exactly, right, like, but kayfabe, that was concrete. Yeah, from that Ow. high. Ow. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Omos gets, uh, kicked out, and, uh. Match keeps going. Uh, Styles uh, the one thing I didn't like about Kofi is he's like he's standing like this, checking on Woods, so he can get chop blocked. Like yeah, he's, he's got his arms up like this, and Kofi or Woods is on the other side of the barricade, and Kofi's a good two feet off the barricade. One of my favorite things you can watch Samoa Joe turn because you can because obviously Xavier landed, rolled off the crash pad, and just started crawling away. You can literally yeah. see Joe watch xavier over the barricade if you pay really close attention i was like fuck's sakes great uh but yeah styles eliminates uh kofi kingston after a phenomenal forearm um and drew mcintyre comes out next and literally the second drew came out i knew where this was going yeah uh so yeah, yeah. i don't know if you got any comments about drew and aj uh I don't know if this is a match that has happened before in other companies, but I feel like it has. Probably in um, TNA. Was AJ yeah. around when Galloway was there? The, no, I don't think he was. I think he was in WWE at the time. WWE or New Japan? Yeah. One or the other. Uh, but So that's why... But it was a very good match. Like, they 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 went for probably a good 15 minutes. So well, Star yeah. went... Like, me saying but, I knew yeah. where the match was going is no disrespect to what these oh, two put no. on. These two did No, play. and... Exactly. And I mean, when Styles... So Styles locks in the calf crusher a couple times on Drew, and it almost looks like Drew's gonna tap because of the way WWE's been booking with submissions lately. Um, we just had then, to say something, and they were like, you want submissions? Here's submissions. Well, exactly, right? Like, uh, but then Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm, uh... And then just Drew kind of ducks it and then hits the Claymore and Styles goes to sleep. That, yeah, that's AJ. AJ's <laughs> out. Um, and next uh, to enter the match, Jeff Hardy. And I thought he was going to get Claymored and pinned. Same. That's what I thought was going to happen. Same. But, and that's uh, not a shot on Jeff. That's a shot at WWE. Yeah, but we uh, we get you're wrong. Uh, a pretty a pretty decent uh, showing between these two again. Uh, and that actually surprises me because it makes Jeff look like a proper competitor again. Which he needs and, to. Like, yeah, he'll actually maybe be a proper challenger in the Elimination Chamber, not just look like the guy who's going to eat a couple pin. My, that's my biggest issue with doing the gauntlet matches before the Chamber. Like, I, I don't hate it, but the the fact that Jeff Hardy came out fresh against Drew, who already went through a match, and then obviously Drew beats Jeff... What does that do for Jeff? He couldn't beat do a, a worn out McIntyre. So what makes me think he can win the chamber? I guess depending on if maybe he's the second to last guy. I guess maybe. it just. That's one of those things that really bugs me because I mean, obviously, yeah. there's no really other way to book it to make anybody look strong unless just after every new guy comes out, they take the last guy out. But it, it was just 
that was my biggest thing was I'm like, they gave Jeff a good showing. But as I literally just stated, Jeff was the fresh competitor and couldn't get it done. Yeah. And that's also a testament to the champion. But yes, it is. But it, but just, it also makes Jeff not look very good. Leading up to like a chamber match. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Orton comes out, which was very obvious. We knew we were getting Drew and Sheamus at the end. Oh, yeah, I knew exactly. As soon as Orton's music hit, well, actually, even... I typed as... out I typed out Drew Pins Jeff after a Claymore, and then I literally hit enter and started typing, here comes Orton, before the music even hit. Yes, uh, but even before that, like, so my um, match at the top, I have it organized by, ma- by who was coming in at what time. And when I put Drew McIntyre's name in the right order, I was like, okay, it's going to go Jeff, Randy, Sheamus. Yeah, because it only made sense. Yeah. As soon as Drew came out, I was like, okay, this is this is where we're going. Like, and yeah. it, I was exactly right. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> So, but uh, Orton comes out. Uh, they go at it a little bit. And Orton's on the outside. And the Trons, uh, like the, the Thunderdome and all that, start to go nutty. And we just get a Thunderdome filled with Alexa Bliss. Uh <sighs> laughing <laughs> making sure my echo didn't go off um because that's always a blast yeah. and and I, i'm sorry a room full of pictures of alexa bliss looks pretty good yeah that's that's on the other side of blake's camera <laughs> he cleans it up for the podcast <laughs> yeah i just take down so like the gaps where like you see dean ambrose and aj there's normally just like alexa everywhere <laughs> but <laughs> that 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 gives us a really bad uh really bad okay. picture um okay. but yeah bliss just fills the the thunderdome uh with her maniacal laugh um and orton gets counted out which obviously the second it started happening i went okay orton gets counted out and he looked mad but then just eats a claymore and just yeah it goes to, goes to run in the ring and drew's like no claymore <laughs> <Play> <laughs> to the face stay <laughs> um and then Sheamus is out next. Uh, he attacks Drew from behind. And this is what gets me. Okay. He attacks him. And the ref is acting like the match isn't started yet. Like telling Sheamus he needs to get off of him. I'm like, dude, it's a gauntlet match. That's not That's how going. this kind of match goes. If Sheamus comes in from behind and were to bro kick him in the back of the head and pin him, you count the pin. The match is already yeah. started. <laughs> The match started with AJ versus Kingston. The bell finally rings when that final guy gets eliminated. Like that is Kingston how a and gauntlet Styles match... don't have to be involved. Yeah, that's how a gauntlet match works. Now, if you want to ask Impact how a gauntlet match works, they have other ideas. But <laughs> But the thing but the thing is is It still works. The the guys coming out, they didn't wait for the other two to be in a neutral position because exactly. It's a gauntlet match. The match starts at the yep. first bell and it continues from there. Exactly. Uh, um, but yeah, that kind of bothered me. The ref was just like, no, you got to stay there. And then he's like, Drew, are you ready? And Drew's just probably yelling. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, get your shit together. Like, <laughs> Weren't you trained to be a referee? Where, it's one of the refs where I'm like, I've seen you before, but you never ref these matches. Yeah. Like... And and I feel like that was kind of evident. And no offense, because they need to get new refs. It can't always be Mike Kyoto and Brian Hebner. I get that. But it helps if you train them properly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but obviously, Sheamus very evidently broke kicks Drew for the win. Uh, I literally have on my thing, it's predictable that that was the outcome. Um, if you thought any other way. I just didn't know how they were going to do it um, to make Drew not look weak. But then I was like, ah, no, he just went through four, three other guys. So. Yeah, yeah. And we were supposed to get Sheamus and Drew. So we're going to put Sheamus over to make Sheamus look strong going into the chamber. And then and, Drew and, will look like an yeah. even bigger monster technically in a sense of a wrestler when he wins the chamber well yeah and then Sheamus furthers this by hopping on the mic and goes I just pinned the WWE champion and I'm the odds on yeah I'm the odds on favorite accent makes it sound the odds on favorite (laughs) yep and he says we'll become champ and that was the show um (laughs) Yeah, so I guess I guess we'll move on here to our show rating for it. Uh, yeah, what did you what did you give this week's raw? I gave it a three point two five. It was it was a pretty good show. You were generous in well, I I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. My mine's not like it's it's way below yours. I was gonna give it a three. And then I, I looked at my other ratings because uh, I've been keeping track, as we both yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we can look back. And I looked at my previous weeks that I gave a three. And I kind of went back and looked at some of the results. And I was like, this show was not as good as the ones I gave threes to. Uh, so sure. I gave it a 2.75, just under. Because um, it wasn't a bad show at all. Um, but it was really sad that the the, the this final match hour long just was predictable um, for sure and stuff um, like that i think there was a lot of story elements that i enjoyed more so than the matches themselves uh like the the bliss stuff that we got and all yep. that and i think that's more or less where i'm bumping it up that bit further that's fair i wanted to give it a lot more because having bliss again but i'm just so mad that we're getting so little <laughs> I'm holding a grudge. Fair, Easy as that. yeah, but <laughs> we can't just get 30 minutes of bliss every night. I'd love to. I was going to but... say, would you complain? No, because could you could you imagine her just sitting, even if she's just sitting cross-legged, talking on the mic in the middle of the ring? Like, I yeah, I, I love this. Like, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't mind. Like, we bitch and complain about SmackDown being the Roman show. If Raw was, like, the Fiend and Bliss show... I'd be happy as shit because I enjoy those characters. There's a difference. When the character works, it works well. When the character does not work, you get Roman Reigns. Yeah, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who apparently are thinking that it's working great and thought SmackDown was good. So. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, is people are wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was very blunt. Anybody who's listening that thinks uh, SmackDown was good, Blake says you're wrong. <laughs> uh, all joking, but kind of serious. <laughs> well, along with our ratings, uh, the Twitter polls we run after the shows on our Twitter at Walking the Ropes, uh, 20% uh, of the voters thought it was a good show, and then 40% uh thought it was a waste of time and the other 40 percent are sitting on the fence um which seems pretty accurate um in comparison to even how we rated it a little bit Um, yeah like we weren't saying it's a like my 3.25 i look at as kind of like your middle ground show 
Honestly, yeah, yeah. It, it was a decent show, but by no means was it like, am I going to praise it for weeks on end? Where yeah, I'm going to like praise Vengeance one... Day. <laughs> yeah, like I think we gave a one to one SmackDown. Last week's. Excuse yeah. Me. And uh, it's really, it's really going to be a rarity, I hope. Because I don't want to shit on shows because I really just like to watch wrestling. Well, it's the only so show I will to try even to get, dig the good out. It's the it's the only show to even get in the one range. Yeah. Because beyond that, the lowest we have given has been uh, a two. A two even. A two even. Right. Um, and that's the that's the lowest besides the one from SmackDown. Yeah, we, and we it haven't went from given... a two even to a one even, and it it was in a point seven five for a little bit. Yeah, I was a little nice uh, at the end of that show. I was like, okay, you, you guys, you guys gave back the two point five that I took away. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so uh, yeah, point two five. I said two point five. Whatever. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't say anything. No, my brain said it. Um... I was talking to my own head. So moving on here from ratings, uh, match of the night from Raw. Uh, what'd you give? I gave it to the Miz and Kofi Kingston. I did as well. Um, yeah. Because the thing is, is the main event. Sadly, like the matches within the main event, a lot of them were really good, really solid. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but but I I have to rate if we're going match of the night. I'd have to give it to the Gauntlet match as a whole. Which I can't. Sure. I can't. Yeah, because... exactly. We can't take out certain segments of the gauntlet match because they were the match. Yeah. The, it was the gauntlet match. It was not, you know, uh, Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles. If it was just Kofi versus AJ, sure. But it wasn't. It was the and gauntlet And I mean, match. if there was nothing else good on this match or on this card tonight. It would have been, been I would have been the I would have. Honestly, I would have picked apart the gauntlet and picked out spurt certain matches from the gauntlet honestly if there wasn't like because the way the gauntlet worked like like we said jeff looking the way he did as much as it makes sense for for story wise is stupid for jeff's character it it sucked it sucked on jeff's behalf for the people who look at it the way we do because now we go into the chamber sunday going well if we end up having drew and jeff i i can't believe jeff wins no unless drew is like near death and like limb almost falling off yeah like it's just as much as i love jeff the wwe doesn't seem to love jeff which i don't understand why he's given his life to them you know he's literally jumped off of scaffolding because it was going to go away forever yep leave it to jeff hardy leave it to jeff hardy for those who don't know i'm just going to quickly say what that was when he jumped off of the Raw, scaffolding Raw on Raw? 08. 6? 08? Okay. Right at the tail end of 07, beginning of 08. When they switched to the HD sets we have now. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff was up on top of the scaffolding, and he's going for the swanton on Randy, and he jumps and hits it. He only did that because the set was changing next week. He, they were told that the sets were changing. He's like, "Well, I've always wanted to do a spot on the on the scaffold, and can I do that tonight?" And they said, "Yeah." Uh, January fourteenth, two thousand eight. Yeah, like the guy was just—he literally just looked at it and said, "I've I've always wanted to do that. 
Can I? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> like, next week is the debut of the HD set, so can I? <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Like, uh, it was just probably like a little kid kept bugging Vince the whole week. Like, can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, well, I don't know, but yeah. Ow, I just need um, my fucking desk. <laughs> nice one. Uh, At least it's wood, not glass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. I can attest to to the glass side of things. Um, I'd be scared to me. Oh my god. Um, I am. <laughs> Segment of the night. Uh, so honestly, I gave it to Bad Bunny winning the twenty four seven championship because it's exactly what the uh a guest like him should be doing. And if WWE is gonna keep doing this, I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it there. Yes. I'm literally just doing it because it is what WWE should have been doing with, with Bad him. Bunny. Yep. I yeah, I I can agree with that. Um I obviously uh gave it to the Alexa Bliss stuff. I um, wanted to, but I, I also was, knew you would as well. So. I was so so happy because I'm getting tired of having something and then not having something. And then ha- I'm just like, I want it. I want it. You know, three hours, three hours of just the fiend and bliss. <laughs> I'm okay and with it. It seems like this is going to be built all the way up until a um, mania match between fiend and Orton, which but I, find I, I really want a match between Orton and bliss. <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, we can't not. There's been too much going on with them. We can't not have some kind of altercation between the two of them. Exactly. Beyond the the RKO that was given a few weeks back, I need. Yeah. I need more. Bliss needs to get one over on Orton now. Like she needs to hit Twisted Bliss or something on him. Honestly, I have a feeling we're gonna get those two in the ring, and Orton's. I I wouldn't be surprised if Orton's going for the punt on Bliss. And that's when the fiend is like, no. Or what? I, what you're about to say? I was gonna say like, so he's about to go for the punch. She's in the 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 stance, the forearms, you know, like yep. up on. Uh, cameras black out everything, and then it's the fiend. It changes to the fiend and the crab. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey Vince, we know you listen because of the submission <laughs> finishes. Or at least whoever the head writer is. <laughs> so. Somebody clearly heard, or there's just some way they were like, nah, we need to do more fin- submission finishes. Nah, it was us. It was us. It had to be us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would love that. Um, moving on here, uh, performer of the night. So I gave it to Drew because he just ha- absolutely demolished everybody that he needed to and he looked really strong and as much as Kofi and Miz had a great match they didn't exactly like longevity wise have something crazy where I could pick them as the wrestler of the night but Drew ran the gauntlet he really did I gave it to Kofi um because I always I don't know why because I mean it happened for so many years, and and it's it's happening again. For some reason, Kofi always starts to become an afterthought, and then he's put into this picture. And I'm like, right, fucking Kofi Kingston is yeah. this good? Well, I can remember a few chambers ago, Edge loses the world title in the first one and replaces Kingston as well. I say replaces, takes out Kingston 
as the last competitor. Maybe it was Flip. Was it WWE Ten. and he won the world title? Uh, I don't remember the exact uh turn there, but 10 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 11 like years he, ago. He, he literally went from being one world champion to the <clears throat> other world champion. I uh I want to say it was ten years ago. Yeah, that sounds about uh, right. Elimination chamber. That would be twenty. What eleven? I want about there. Say about there. Around yeah. that point. Um, which I think from looking at it would be correct. Um. Edge. Oh, no, no, that is not correct. Okay, so 2010. No, because that's, that's, um, Sean. Well, shit, what was it then? 2009? I don't think it was that long ago. 2012? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, because Jeff, or because, um... Edge was the WWE champion going in, and he won the world title going out. Holy shit, it was that long ago? And you want to know who was in his... his so this was at No Way Out before Elimination Chamber became a, a pay-per-view. Oh, this was at it the was, No Way Out one. Yeah, this is Edge, Triple H, The Undertaker, Big Show, Jeff Hardy, and Vladimir, Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. <laughs> hey... The world title has fucking Mike Knox. It does. Uh, it Mike Knox, Kofi Kingston, John Cena, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, and Kane. Yeah, and then Kofi had gotten taken out by Edge the picture, just before. The picture I'm looking at has everybody with a real picture except for Edge and, and Taker. Or uh, Cena and Taker. They're their video game characters. Wait, what? Yeah. Send it to me after the podcast. I'm <laughs> gonna. I'm, that's why I'm saving it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I gave that performer the night to Kofi. I just, he always, I always seem to think of him as an afterthought for some ungodly reason. And then he comes out, gives a good performance. And I'm like, all right, fucking Kofi Kingston. Forgot. Forgot about yeah, him. Kofi Mania. Uh, and then on to, uh, one of my favorite segments of the <laughs> night. Worst of the night. Do I even need to say it? Sure. <laughs> Lacey announces she's pregnant. Because we were told we weren't going to be doing this, and it's exactly what we're doing. So I gave it to both of the women's segments because I already Fair. I already aired my grievances with Shayna Baszler having to go 50-50 with Lana. And I already gave my reasoning, so don't fight me on it, anybody. Um, but yeah, also that, and I mean, the thing is, once again, if she is legitimately pregnant, fine, but we really don't have to play it out this way. No, we were literally told this is a, a strictly business move. They are not getting involved with each other. And, and now she's this. pregnant. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we have to say much it more on that. We really don't, because it's WWE doing classic WWE, where they're just like, ha, fuck you. Yep. So, uh, final segment here. Uh, predictions, obviously. Predictions going forward for... Our next show is Thursday to cover Impact, Dynamite, and NXT. Um, 
we got some big stuff obviously on NXT this week to recap uh from Vengeance Day. Um Impact I want to say but the thing is is the Impact right after Hard to Kill didn't feel like a big after pay-per-view show. So I I can't say this Impact will. I know we have uh TJP against Josh Alexander which That's... has just kind of been thrown in um and beyond that i don't um, really know i would assume we get the next uh aw crossover tonight who do you think it is oh geez um do you think it, they might finally put Guevara out or, or no, i do n- after reading that i have a strange feeling especially with how fresh the relationship is and how i don't want to say it in a bad way but the thing is is once again cross promotional and stuff like that can be very fragile um right i would exactly. assume they're probably like let's not run a no, risk exactly um, um maybe somebody like darby one of the champions this close to revolution and what they're building up i don't think so yeah i was just meaning like one of the cha- like darby is obviously like just the first name that came to mind. It could be the Young Bucks. I'd like to finally see the Young Bucks. Uh, I'd like them to come out as Gen Me, though, as just a joke. Oh, yeah. I I agree. Oh, yeah, we get um, uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley tonight. Oh, yeah. Debuting. Uh, we also have, uh, that's announced, Willie Mack, Davari, Trey Miguel, and Suicide fighting uh, the the four corner four way fatal four way i don't know what they call it there so <laughs> um we wow. also have before the impact debuting tonight um which I which probably... is like an hour before pre-show type thing yeah not sure i'll really watch do it do we need a pre-show for weekly tv no i don't think we do but even WWE and you know the worst part actually hang on they do wwe experience you know the worst part with them doing this? WWE will start doing something just like it. But like, they already exactly. do. Well, I mean, I guess depending on what this will be, but WWE has pre-shows. Like, they experience is one of them. It goes before Raw. Or used to, years ago. I, don't I was going to say, experience hasn't run in, like, ten years, I think. Really? Because I thought, like, the dude that hosts it, like, still talks about it. maybe they changed the name of it i i don't they use like they also had like um well according to this the final episode date of experience was september 2005 oh. um but it continued uh then it continued to run for until well, apparently it ran up until last year yeah so that's definitely the one i was thinking of. i was like there's no way i was not just going insane yeah but what they're doing is very different from experience because experience was yeah. literally just a a recap i think they're yeah. even having a match on okay which I, I wasn't sure what what it was going to be, right? But yeah, I, my only thought was like, well, the only thing I can think of for WWE would be experience. Yeah, I fucking which forgot. I didn't realize it finished, but yeah, last year Kathy Kelly was the last host. Yeah, Kathy Kelly, I remember her. Yeah, and 
there was uh, one that works with um, Anthony Corelli now, or Sorelli, however you say it. Um, Anthony Corelli. Um... I can't remember his name now. He used to host Experience. The I'm not I'm not even sure who you're referencing because I know they're on a they're on a show together. Anthony, are you are you talking um the uh, it used to be called right after wrestling aftermath. Anthony Jimmy Corderas and um aftermath was the one I was trying to figure out. uh, I can't even think. Uh, no, he never did. Uh, I thought he did experience at one point. Uh, it was. Yeah, like Josh Matthews did it, Todd Grisham, Matt Stryker, Renee Young, Kyle Edwards. At, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, I know exactly who... He was on Aftermath, I know who you're talking, uh, but I don't think Corelli was on it at that time. No, I know Corelli wasn't, but... Um, uh, I know Corelli didn't do Experience, but uh, I couldn't remember... This is the guy I was I was talking about. Yeah, that, that Kyle Edwards. Uh, Arda O'Cal. Arda O'Cal, yes. Okay, yeah. I was so happy when he got hired, just like when Renee was, because, I mean, they were on the score. That was the Canadian station that ran it, uh, now Sportsnet. Um, But, uh, yeah, so. um, But, yeah, any any other overall predictions over the next few nights? Um, I don't think there's a whole lot announced for for Dynamite. Uh, I think we finally see Sting get a little more physical. I guess Darby's still being dragged around by an SUV. Still, they're gonna pull up to the arena like, "Hey, we've just been driving for a fucking week." Yeah. Um. Why do I feel like when Darby got put in that body bag, as soon as he wasn't on camera anymore, he was just grinning ear to ear about what he was doing? <laughs> like, oh, more than likely, that crazy bastard. But uh, as far as predictions go, um. Yeah, probably just more build up for AEW in Impact and stuff. Really, nothing. Um, probably overly crazy this week in wrestling. Just more story building on stuff. Maybe we'll see Taya sometime this week. Hopefully, but we've been talking about that for like two months now. Almost it seems like. So. Well, according to the reports of her signing with WWE, the thing is they're not announcing that class until next week from what i heard so it could be next wednesday that we finally officially see her um but it's hard to say um i'm literally scrolling through the aw roster trying to figure out who could potentially be the next crossover to impact and i honestly don't know from scrolling through because the people that would make sense are already involved in stories. Do we finally get a woman crossover? Maybe. I like we know it won't be Sheeta. Sheeta's over in Japan. <coughs> Excuse me. But <sighs> Yeah, I, I I'm really not sure. Maybe Dark Order pops over for some reason. That'd be kind of cool. But anyways, uh uh, Parker, I don't know if he's had 
this nickname all the whole time, but I just noticed that Parker Bordeaux has a new nickname that I've noticed is Des- Destroyer of Gods. Well, okay then. Somebody thinks highly of themselves. <sighs> yeah, that was in the that's in this video package that I had referenced earlier. <laughs> Somebody thinks highly of themselves, coming from the guy yeah. who's uh video border says the wrestling intellectual um (laughs) and then he tweets saying i've played my last snap onto bigger things you can connect the dots okay well i mean it's basically been confirmed by triple h that he signed like without triple h saying yes triple h said yes (laughs) yeah exactly like and I know we've talked a lot about this guy, but he is probably going to be WWE's big thing for a long time oh, if he actually sure. works out well. And it's kind of cool that we've been able to document from start to whatever the finish of this is going to be. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, you got anything else to add there, my guy? Um, No, just follow us on twitter and stuff you know and uh, keep help keep us up to date on the news because similar to with the parker stuff and um even just the dark order they post on twitter all the time like we don't see all the tweets that come out and all the news that happens for wrestling so if you guys sending us your information or of the information helps us make our news segments a little better and overall makes the show better so uh yeah, and before we go, you mentioned the Dark Order. I literally want to mention this for like 30 seconds. Uh, back when the Dark Order fish first uh, started up and they had the website accepting applications, I applied. I know you applied just for the fun of it. Uh, and we got emails yesterday uh, getting accepted in, uh, obviously to go with Storyline, because um, it was five who five yes. who sent out the, the emails, you know, kayfabe-wise there. Uh, trying to find Adam Page's <laughs> email, uh, which is obviously going along with being the elite um, from this past week. But uh, yeah, but yeah, just a fun little note there. But yeah, as you said, keep us up to date. And uh, as well, uh, you can go on our link tree to find everything walking the ropes from our social medias where we post polls after shows and let you know when we're going live. Uh, you can find ways to support us such as Redbubble and buy me a coffee and you can find literally every podcasting platform that we know of that we're on um, through there. If there is a podcast platform that you listen on that we are not available on tweet us, tweet us at walking the ropes uh, and let us know and we will try our absolute best to get on there if we're not on there yet. Um, absolutely but uh yeah and you can also catch the the video uh vod's of the live streams on our youtube shortly after we air just like uh just like the audio versions um but with that being said uh, i think that's about it uh we go live next thursday at should be 11 uh but obviously follow our twitter just for that just in case um But with that being said, uh, thank you everybody for watching, listening, and everything in between. And uh, we will see you uh, on the next cast. See ya.